0: Welcome to As the Wheel of Time Turns, where we unravel the weavings of Amazon's Wheel of Time. Yay! I am BJ, I'm your Nye Bliss. I am joined by some of my chosen co-hosts. Brie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, A little bit scary in her very uh, red Aja garb today. Um, Yeah, watch out, Lee. (laughs) uh, The men here are are a little Uh -uh. nervous. Uh -uh. Um, Luckily, we have Sarah, who's a little less uh, misandrous.
1: I am am just road-worn, having come... (laughs) in with the tinkers on the last <laughs> caravan uh this afternoon so um
0: other than that though i'm doing pretty well that's great and lee how are you doing
2: i'm good i'm excited this is a great episode yeah, excited yeah. to talk about this and i'm in a star wars shirt why because we're gonna be talking about the force today ladies uh, and gentlemen we're gonna be talking about the force Well, yes. crossover
0: uh, 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 uh. <laughs> i'm excited to get into it um crossover so you
3: never knew
0: you needed uh well we'll see if we get any force chokes Um, So, uh, we have a couple segments that we do. Uh, Part one is TV spoilers only. So we're gonna do uh, a deep dive into uh, this week's episode of uh, Wheel of Time, brought to you by Amazon Prime. Um, Okay, roll your eyes at me. Um, This week was The Dragon Reborn. And, uh, so first we are going to start out with the recap that is done by Lee. And we're going to do tavern of the week, which, uh, Bri will be, uh, the decider on and then, uh, Gleeman's corner where we go through the, uh, best quote or, uh, dialogue of the episode and then onto, uh, some novices notes, maybe some questions. Uh, with Lee and possibly Sarah as we we get further into this, but probably not this season. Um, And right now my favorite of our segments, Dragon Power Rankings.
2: Dragon Power Rankings. Shake up this
0: week. Which uh, this week was a (laughs) big big week for it. Um, And then we'll go on to part two, which is uh, where things fit in the books. So that has uh, a lot of book spoilers and things like that. So uh, tune in for that. But I'm excited to get to the recap. This was this was a serious episode.
2: So this was, I want to start with just some general comments. So first off, um, you, so you mentioned it's an Amazon Prime series. does come off on Amazon. I've noticed that in at least my Amazon interface, it's saying it's the number one show on Amazon right now. That's how they're marketing awesome. yep. it. So seems to be pretty successful right now, mm-hmm. which makes me very happy because this episode ruled. This episode, like the first three, clearly I was excited. Clearly I was getting into it. This one locked me in. Like, there were multiple times. To- like, here's how I know when a show is good. When I pause it, because I'm, like, savoring it so much, I don't want it to end. <laughs> I did that with this. I paused it multiple times. Like, all right, I, I got to take this in because I don't want it to end really quickly. So, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I thought this was the strongest episode so far. I really, really liked it.
4: Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah.
2: With that, let's jump into the recap. Let's do it. Okay. Season one, episode four, The Dragon Reborn. Starts with Geldon. I know how to pronounce that because Moraine taught me. Geldon. <laughs> And there's clearly a battle going on, and we see the king. You can say this about the king. Could use more men. Not a heavily armed (laughs) king. I'm used to kings with more men. But yeah, not a lot of men. Uh, He's got maybe two or three guys with him. He's injured and he's running. His guards stop and turn around, and we see the guy who, in the last episode, right at the smash cut into the last episode, the other Aya Sedai had caught this guy. and Yep. They said he was going around proclaiming himself to be the dragon reborn. So we see this guy. So this is clearly a flashback to before he was captured, when he was, I guess, marching on Geldon. And they turn around and the guys fire spears right at him, and he uses the one power to knock them away. It's the first time we see him use the one power in this episode. It's not the last. What I think we're meant to take from this is this dude's pretty pretty damn strong in the one power. Like it's it's we get it right away, and it just builds through the episode. Yep. Uh, our understanding of how powerful this guy has gotten.
3: So there's something else with the way in which he uses the power. So if you notice, he's very different from Moraine, who is the other very strong channeler that we've seen. He doesn't use any hand motions. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't need his hands to channel.
2: That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. So if he gets caught by one of those white cloaks, first off, I don't even know, TV guy only, I don't even know if the white cloaks care about him. They seem to not like the ice to die, right? But if they cut his hands off, maybe he could still channel. I don't know. He does seem to be channeling a little bit differently than how Moraine does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I see a lot more black, kind of up and around him. And yeah, swirling. they've made yeah. it
1: look very different, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's unclear to me um, if you know that, like, what what exactly the black in his in how they're visually portraying his channeling. What exactly that is meant to represent? Whether it is the taint or whether it is a kind of different.
0: They're going with the, the corruption. So okay. so we're moving away from the taint. Okay. Because the fair. Dark
2: ones taint. Mm-hmm.
1: Fair. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was cringing at the use of that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. okay. Corruption.
1: That's yeah. that's good. There's I was. Corruption. I, yes. Mm, worried getting it out of my mouth in the first place but yes. um I'm, yeah. I'm happy to do that okay right.
2: so that so the black okay. that you're seeing around because uh, i mean obviously one of the things the show is struggling with or not maybe not struggling with but they had to tackle at some point is how to show the one power Yes, right and they're doing it by literally just showing like flowing and motion and like mm-hmm. things coming out of him and his is, his is more black his also looks like big and more demonstrative like he's like I don't know, mm-hmm. exercising it in a much more like like a kind of a flex and powerful way than what I've seen Moraine do before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the king tells him, you'll never wear the crown. And he says, what does a crown mean to the dragon reborn? The king looks up and says, you really believe it, don't you? And then he explains the Aes Sedai will come for him. During this scene, we should get the uh, the, the first person of the dragon uh, and, and we get the voices that he's hearing, mm-hmm. right? So he's hearing voices in his head. I'm going to tell you this: when he started right out with the the power, and he's clearly got the king rocked, and he's taken over Gelda, and I thought mm, moving up the dragon power rankings. And then when mm-hmm. I heard the little talk in the back of his, uh, I was like, "Uh oh, trouble! That's trouble. That's <laughs> yeah. not good for my guy here. Not good for uh, this this character." The quote dragon says the I should be following him. Uh, do we know his name yet? Do we know this guy's
0: uh-huh. name yet? I don't don't think so I mean if you if you pause it like you have the x-ray that tells you who it is but um...
1: I think the only way that we even sort of know it is that we did get a reference at some point in the first three episodes to Loghain is gathering power yes so like we have heard the name
2: because in my notes I've got a quote dragon because I didn't have his name at this point I think we can use his name at this point okay Loghain Uh, so Loghain tells the king the Aes Sedai should be following him not fighting him quote but they are afraid afraid the dragon will break the world again throw you back thousands of years just like the last one did beat beat they forgot the dragon is just as likely to save the world as to break it Mm -hmm. so this guy clearly has a a messiah sort of complex Mm -hmm. he thinks he's he's here to save everybody they did make him look like like Renditions of Jesus, like they did make him yeah. look Jesus y, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and he also sort of has a really calm demeanor, yes. as he's walking through death and destruction. He's just like, nah, I'm chill, like, nothing really sure happen I would to too. Yeah. yeah,
2: he was looking, yeah,
1: and like, spoiler, we get that he continues on that throughout the rest of the episode, like, yeah, that yeah. is just very his chill.
2: deal, yes. right?
3: Yeah, um, so I do have on. a question for you. So, you said you think he is mad. But we, we saw a representation of what a man channeling who is mad, what the madness looks like, right? With the other, like, physical representation of the man. So I think it's really interesting to think, if this is madness, it's looking a lot more ephemeral, and like made of the one power than the, the first guy was.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going for, what they're trying to do is make you confused about if this guy's really mad or not yeah like because it looks different than than the last time we saw and like he also is talking back and like fighting back against them in a Mm -hmm. way which i thought is kind of interesting so the dragon is hearing a name called alusha um i got that from the subtitle yeah alusha and she's telling him that he doesn't need to convince the king of anything quote he's beneath you kill him he speaks back you would like that so apparently he has this back and forth with this this voice that he's hearing King says, you've gone mad already. So there you go. Like, I mean, I think kind of in that vein of like, well, when men use the one power, eventually they get corrupted. Eventually they go mad and he tries to stab him. Then Loghain uses the one power to stop the king, hold his hand, drops the dagger, puts him to one knee. And then he hears he'll betray you just like your parents. So Loghain got a little bit of needing a little bit of time on the couch with the therapist (laughs) as well. Just like your sister. None of them understand who you are, what you're going to be. Uh, The grip around the king loosens and his wounds heal. And then we hear Loghain say, there's a place for anyone by my side, even my enemy. The last dragon, even my enemies. The last dragon broke the world, but I plan to bind it. So shout out to this guy. Didn't listen to whatever these voices are. I I think they're voices in his head, but I don't think it's meant to be particularly clear at this point in the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, he does push back on that and he saves the king. And he even hands the king back his dagger, arms him again.
1: Yep. So, can I ask a question? Did you all read when, in, the, in that moment when Loghain is using the One Power to turn the dagger away from him? Am I the only one who thought that there was a split second where he was turning it back onto oh, the oh, king? Yeah. That it was not just, hey, drop this, get it away from me, yeah. but that it was going back towards him at one point? Okay.
0: That, yeah. There was a decision made. Yeah. That, that, okay. There, you know, no, I'm not going to kill him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the other thing that I want to uh, mention, and I don't know if you caught, but. Uh, Brie mentioned the sort of ephemeral nature of the corruption that we saw. So the two heads on either shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like the two devils rather than, you know, a devil and an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, both saying, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the angel actually seems to only be coming from within himself, yeah. which is interesting.
3: Which I think also, it's very cool. I think they make Loghain a t- character that you're like, he must he must have something good in him. Yes. Right? Oh, for like sure he does. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. It's a very strong character.
2: Yeah, I mean, he pushes back not just on the voices, not just on the two things or whatever he he has in him, but also like they're they're drawing on his past pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in pushing him to commit like murder on the king and he still doesn't do it so there is something obviously good in him this is the point where i texted the three of you shake up in the dragon power rankings <laughs> i thought we really might i thought we really might have to, to change up He's the dragon flowers. rankings. here uh we cut to the credits so this is four minutes and 20 seconds of the opening scene before we get the the uh credits and the, the opening sequence that's long for a show like this four minutes yes. and 20 seconds, but I will say it was a very good cold opening scene. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. set the tone because I, th- I kind of thought this dragon, this guy that they caught in the last episode would be sort of a tangential character. No idea that we would get like basically an episode
0: just about his arc. And that's, mm-hmm. that's
2: yeah. uh, clearly what they're establishing.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting. I and we'll see if they change this up, but they're doing longer cold opens for this. And I've liked it so far mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. It, except for episode one, um, which has reasons that it might've been rough like that. But I'm sort of curious if they'll continue or you know maybe slim it down a little bit as they move on.
3: I think the other thing that's nice about this opening too is it gives you even more sense of what the world is. Like we get a city now that, or a castle, that is not dead like mm-hmm. Shadow Loga, but is an active, big city.
1: Yeah, we haven't really seen that yet, which is, um, and I'm excited to get more of that too as we go as we go through the series.
0: And I wonder if that's going to be every cold open because I feel like every cold open has been a "here's a little bit more of the world" mm-hmm. as opposed to where the main part of the episode is focused, but like it feeds into the story. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh,
2: and this one was definitely that, and also a flashback. So we leave the credits we cut to some sort of camp and Nynaeve is looking over it from a small overlook area so she seems like near the camp watching it but kind of separated we see Land walk up and we see some red Aes Sedai standing there one of them is the one we saw in episode one that is Leandrin mm-hmm. Leandrin yep Leandrin and then we see a tent where Moraine is and she's being healed by an Aes Sedai who is in green we learn her name is Corrine Kareen is that Corrine Corrine yeah. uh, and she heals Moraine but she does it like in the way that like I finish like a 25 minute hard workout. Like that sort of like, uh, like yeah. that wasn't, it was, was a time. little hard, but I, I could keep going, but like right. I felt that. Yeah. You know? And Moraine is pretty confused about this.
0: Did do you notice quickly here that she still had a scar? Moraine? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so previously, most of the times when we've had healing, there hasn't been a scar.
2: Okay. Um. Is there a, anything we should?
0: I just think it's interesting, so this could be some, like, talking a little bit more about how Karini is doing at this point of time, and maybe, like, her being, having had a couple of rough days, uh, and you'll probably talk a little bit more of that, uh, is affecting her healing. Um, Because Mm -hmm. it's probably not the poison, because Tam had a similar uh, poison issue from the the Trolloc blade, and that was what looked like completely healed.
1: I was just wondering if it was possibly because the trollic poison has been in her for so much longer also than it had in Tam. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's I feel like, but I, I do feel like we're not meant to know mm-hmm. um, kind of what's going on with that yet.
2: But in any case, Moraine is healed. And the person who healed her is in green. Mm-hmm. And Moraine, obviously, in blue. Mm-hmm. And Moraine's like, kind of looks at her like, hey, what, a... you've held back armies. Healing one wound shouldn't have strained you. And... Karini's like, it hasn't. He has. So Moraine says she wants to meet the false dragon. Cut to them walking there and Karini is explaining that he may be false, but he has thousands following him. She then explains that only Leandrin, uh, Elena, and I are strong enough to shield him from using the one power. Even then we have to work in pairs. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're using their abilities to shield him from using the one power. That's kind of how they're keeping him there as a prisoner, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucker's strong. He's yeah. real strong. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, More strong than they were anticipating, it seems. It seems like they're a little blown back by his power at this point. It's Um, unclear
3: if they didn't expect him to be be that strong or if they've lost some Aes Sedai along the way. mm. You know, like, we run into the white cloaks. Obviously, the white cloaks are preying on any Aes Sedai they find, Mm -hmm. but would not take on this kind of size and group. Um, Or if they lost some, like, during the capture or something. Because, like, four, well, three strong eyes that eye for Logan is, is clearly not enough, even though I have, they have, you know, like seven full sisters, but...
2: I'm they sure they've lost some folks. Yeah, yeah but it, it does seem like there's a bit of like talking shop going on yeah. here with Moraine, like, hey, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. I think he's false too. I'm with you. Still with you, Moraine. But... But, watch <laughs> out. He packs a punch yeah. and it's, you know, it could be a problem. Moraine walks into the cave where Leandrin and Elaine are sitting in a chair. I love... This, like, how they've staged this whole thing because Logan is in this like weird looking cage. It looks like they built it just for him. Yeah. It's like got him, and he's, he looks like he's in a meditative position, but what we learn later is that he's kind of locked into it, mm-hmm. or at least we think he's locked into it. And Leandrin and Elena are having to look, sit there and look at him and like use a significant amount of their like concentration to keep this guy uh, from using the one power and, and, like shield it or blanketed or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> Lorraine asks if she can, uh, if he can hear. And Elena says, uh, makes a joke, says hello to you too. And the says they plugged his ears with weaves of air. So I guess he, they're thinking he can't hear at this point. We'll, we'll talk about that later if, if we think he can or not. Moraine says she heard he conquered half of guild and had the King himself at his back. Moraine how did you get to him Leandrin a plan after your own heart we crept into his camp and shielded him as he slept uh, a little army uh, 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 uh and she then she says half his army ran home to their mothers after that so i think we are i think Leandrin was making a joke there right but we also learn a little bit about what she thinks about Moraine a plan after yeah. your own heart mm-hmm. we went in there and we just shielded him as opposed to maybe what Leandrin wanted to do which is came in there kicked the shit out of him took all the force power out of him, and sent him home to his mom, scared. Like, that's Mm kind of seemingly what Leandrin wants to do in every situation.
1: And probably head on, too, not in the dark of night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So then we have, uh, what happened after this? Moraine says, uh, let's hope so, talking about the army. Let's hope they ran home to their Mm -hmm. mothers. Moraine kind of, what we get in this episode, she's a critical thinker. Yeah. Finger
1: on the pulse. Yeah, she's yeah. a critical thinker.
2: She's like, Well, you you say that they went home, but do you know, we don't have a lot of evidence <clears throat> to that, etc., etc. Moraine then asks about the madness and how far he is. Leandrin says he's the same as any man who can channel, worse even. So they clearly think that he, you know, is going mad a bit. He proclaimed himself the dragon and tried to march in the tower. And we don't need a trial to met out the proper punishment. So so I would
0: say... She's he, spicy! Yeah, she's spicy, but I think the worst even isn't talking about the madness. It's talking about not only he is he a man who can channel, which mm-hmm. is bad enough, he also p- proclaimed himself the Dragon Reborn rather than his madness is worse than other times that we've seen.
2: Yeah, he's just, he's the same as any man who can channel, worse even because he's proclaimed himself the right, Dragon Right, exactly. Reborn. That's yeah. your read on it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, either way, I mean, I, I think that she's of all we have this sort of spectrum right we have moraine who's like well maybe we should talk to him we have Elena who's like maybe we should just put him in a cage and wait until we get back to tower yeah amulance can deal with him and then we have leandrin who's like we should kill this motherfucker right now mm-hmm. yes. like that's kind of the the spectrum that we're dealing with here so i suppose uh Karenin then says that Seat commanded them to bring him to the tower for trial so I suppose that Amarylline seat is some sort of governing yes. body of the Aes Sedai. We find out later maybe it's a single person is what it it's seems like. A single person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who maybe is like the Aes Sedai like governor or something, leader, whatever. Yeah, the head of the group. Sure. Um, she will decide what he deserves. So she, single. Mm-hmm. Amarylline seat, single. What he deserves, not us. Marine then looks back and sees Karini starting to release some of her hold on him. Not quite sure what she was doing here, but Moraine says... She's regained enough power, and she can share the burden. Leandrin, quote, that's Moraine for you. Selfless to a fault. Karini uh, says they can't afford any gaps in the shield. Boy, do we have learned that to be true <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Understatement of the episode. So Leandrin will wait to drop her shield until Moraine's in place. Then we see Moraine create the shield. Pretty ballish stuff that she's doing with the hand. But, she, but to your point, BJ, it's very hand-centric seems to every time she uses the one power, it seems to be flowing or working somehow through her hands. But she does. Maureen puts this shield on him. And then we see Leandrin sort of, ugh, like, it, her body just drops like 33%, right? Yeah. And then you see a little bit of the shield kind of come off of uh, Loghain. And it looks like they've done the transfer. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. we want to talk about in this scene?
0: Um, so I think what was happening is uh, Karina was... Uh, scheduled to go on and take over from Leandra. And so she was starting to do that. And Moraine stepped in and was like, hey, like I see that you've been, you're a little tired. Like, this has been wearing on you. We already talked about this. So, like, I'll and step in. you already in.
3: healed. Or you yeah, healed me. Yeah, so exactly. I'll do
0: that
2: and Leandrin's like, yeah. well, that's kind of stupid. Because yeah. you just literally left death. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're yeah, not exactly. really the one sharing the burden. <laughs> right, but exactly. typical Moraine. Um, you know, we're kind of I getting that I do love that
3: Leandrin is getting a bunch of pot shops off at Moraine. Like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you would sneak in and do it like this. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, you're so selfless. Like, she really...
0: But also... Interesting. And, and this is sort of what's sort of prototypical of Aes Sedai is they should be very sort of even keeled and Moran's just like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna play with this. Like, I, I just don't care about you enough. Um, and so the, the one thing that, that I will say um, is Alana, like the entire time has this like, little smile mm-hmm. on her face. And, and it, it, it's a very funny, like, through line of her personality that I think sort of we get throughout this episode.
1: I will have more to say on that later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: But one thing I do want to point out is that when Moraine puts the shield on, it looks like she's like flinching. Like she's like like there's like some real work that she's doing here. Yeah. And Leandrin yeah. goes, Do you feel it now? That's all it reminds her, that's only half his power, what you're dealing with right there.
1: Yeah, yep. it's interesting because like as much as she was told about what his power actually is, it just didn't like it, she couldn't internalize it because like they've never really dealt with this before either
4: right.
2: yeah it's uh, it, it's clear that Moraine is is a little t- I mean that's that's all we're building to right in the first like maybe third of this episode with these scenes is a lot of the Aes Sedai just sort of like astonished at how strong this guy is they can hold him at least they think they can mm-hmm. but they're surprised mm-hmm. and so
0: the other thing I will say is that we also get the tidbit that Moraine's never done this before she's yeah. done a lot of other things in the world presumably but she hasn't been part of a group that takes in a man that can channel that is shielded a man so there are things that that she's not aware of in the world and hasn't doesn't really know about
2: absolutely yeah and and you're getting uh, one thing I really like about this episode I'll talk about it through through the episode is you get the dynamics of the ice to die. So this is something in my, my theory section last week. I think I've nailed, gonna give myself yep. a little credit. <laughs> yeah. High five myself. <laughs> uh, that we get the dynamics of the ice to die, right? And that there's some politics involved with it. And they they don't yep. they're not all like monolithic. Yeah. And yes. we start to get so my favorite character can shout out, give me a t-shirt, already on the hill, Moraine. We get to see how people feel about her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're getting a lot of that little like little tidbits of how they they feel about Moraine. And what I've I've taken from from at least what we get so far and what we get later in the episode is she's not necessarily, I mean, she's an insider, I guess, but not like an insider's insider. Like they they do talk about her like, ah, typical Moraine sort of out doing her own thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, something mm-hmm. to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Stefan, new character, also a warder. Stefan, he and Lan are training and catching up, doing a little gossiping. Lan ask about the Amarylline seat. Stefan, still seated. Not any fonder <laughs> of Moraine, though. Not any fonder of Moraine, though. I heard her threaten to fetch you two home personally. So mm-hmm. again, this is what I was talking about, is right there, Stefan, in his just little gossip with Lan, discloses to the audience that Moraine might even be on the outs with the Amerlin seat. Yeah. So I, I don't think she's like an outsider to the Ice to Die. She's clearly nice to Die, but right. some problems there with the internal politics. There's a lot going on. Absolutely. Notice that Lan is wielding a sword, and he actually has, to, I think he maybe has two swords on Just on one? Yeah. Uh, I thought he had two. Yeah.
0: He has one on his back.
2: Yep. Okay. He, did, he doesn't have the a, a second sword or a dagger or anything? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that. But Stefan's wielding two battle axes, uh, which is pretty badass. I guess maybe warders have
0: whatever weapon weapons they like. that yeah. they
2: like. Exactly. Yeah. Stefan said he doesn't understand Lan's choice of traveling companion, and Lan says she's not a companion, barely company, which I find really funny.
0: Yeah, um, in, in referencing, they're, so they're looking at Nynaeve when when this goes down. Yes, so it's referencing Nynaeve, like staring down at everybody else.
2: Probably stubborn as a mule too. <laughs> Steppen, Nailed it. <laughs> Stepan got that one right. They see they see Karini and Stepan uh, walks up to her, so I think uh, Karini and uh, Stepan are matched up. Right, mm-hmm. he's he's her warder. Yep. yep. Cut to Stepan and Karine. i talk. I want to call her Karini. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm just gonna say. It. Cut to Seven and Karini talking. So they're in a tent, they're together, no one else is there in the scene. Seven says, If you're not careful, Moraine will win her over. I have nothing but respect for Mor- Moraine Sedai, is what she says after. So basically, like, she's like, You know, you, you're kind of getting in with Moraine here.
4: Mm-hmm. She might
2: win you over. She's like, Well, look, don't, you know, I, I have respect for her, even though I guess maybe they have some some differences. Well, I'm sure your shift together will pass quickly then. Craney, even if we had something in common, I'd never know it. It's hard having a conversation with someone who won't say anything. So again, more backstory on Moraine. They kind of see her as a bit of a stiff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stiff. Which actually, like,
1: we start to learn over the course of this episode, seeing so many more eyes at eye, she is a little bit of a stiff. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, I think much. it's a really <laughs>
2: important thing for them to focus on. Yeah. Because... Uh, just me walking cold into this story, I just assumed also Aes I Sedai I were like that. Yeah, I thought they yeah. were all, because they, they're kind of magical, they harness this power. I thought mm-hmm. they would all be like very little personality, very bland, very mission driven. Not necessarily the case. Someone yeah. get down with get down. And we see that later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: so then... Stefan makes a joke and says, well, Lan's just as bad as she is. Can you imagine their dinners? Which we've seen their dinners, at <laughs> yeah. least some, something close to that. They're it is wrong, pretty yeah. boring. They, they're <laughs> right there. Uh, she laughs. He's drinking, by the way, I'd like to point out, that he is he's drinking during this scene. Uh, it looks like he's drinking alcohol, too, because he's kind of like loosey-goosey with it. Leandrin is gaining traction with the others. She assures him that they won't gentle Logan without a trial. Quote, rumor has it the Reds have been doing that. Just to, just the, the Reds have been doing just that across the countryside. This is what Stefan is communicating mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. So Basically what Stefan is saying is, hey, look, scuttlebutt around here is that she just wants to take this guy out. Kareem's yeah. like, that's not going to happen. I'm like, trust me. He's like, well, you say that, but apparently she's they're... been doing it around the countryside, mm-hmm. and we know she has. Yeah. The very yeah. first yeah. scene of the entire show is her doing just that. Yeah. What we learn now is that maybe... Maybe she wasn't... It's a little off the
0: reservation. Exactly.
2: Maybe she didn't have full authority to be doing that. And, you know, when we saw that scene, we we should go back and talk about that opening scene now based on what we know in this episode. Because when we first saw that, I assumed she was killing the guy because I didn't know any better. Right. Now I know she was gentling him. Yep. Yep. This guy who was clearly commanding the One Power because he had the madness and he was talking to it. We saw all that. And I think now what we're supposed to infer from that is maybe she was uh, a little extrajudicial
0: in, in handing out that punishment. Right, yeah. and also one other thing to mention is that was all reds, mm-hmm. all reds,
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah, and one, you know, what I think is so interesting is the way that they're drawing comparisons between the reds and the questioners with the children of the light. Um, but you know, the questioners seem to have the children of the light behind them, more or less. The greens, who I think are kind of we're meant to draw some parallels between their relationship to the reds as well are not not quite so on board with the well let's right. just yeah i mean gentle, all
3: the men we come across
1: yeah
0: right i mean i, I think yeah i think that there's sort of that similarity uh, yeah i mean there are, there, I mean,
1: there is an interesting sort of parallel going on right there but where we get those distinctions are what make it so interesting
0: but the the one other main difference, I would say, between those two scenes is the presence of outsiders. And so I would guess that if the Ace were around other people and there was maybe some discomfort Mm -hmm. of of the Greens or the Blues to to what the Reds were doing, you wouldn't actually get the, well, you know, they were, you know, kind of doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. It would have been maybe a little bit more like the, the Questioners and the White Cloaks where it's just like, okay, well, they do things differently but that's fine too right
3: yeah i think yeah. it would have been a little bit more of a closed front
0: yeah
1: sure and yeah and that's you know the difference between the scene with the questioner and the children of the light in when they were talking to moraine exactly and when they had already captured um right. and cut off the hands of the of the other um I, right so we see both yep. of those as well
4: right
2: yep for sure great great conversation so Carini says Leandrin won't cross the Emerald seat
4: Mm,
2: mm, i don't know uh says well the emerald seat emerald isn't here and then that kind of gets a pause and a beat and a look from karini where she kind of knows where he's going like well if if that the emerald seat's not here to dispense justice and police us who knows what she's going to do and then he says well you need to he's going to tell her you know Mm -hmm. you need to relax you need to get some sleep but she cuts him off and says i'll get some rest you worry more than you used to and he says i sleep less uh, so I have more time. The, the end of that, I think, is just a little banner to show you that while these two are talking politics, they
0: are close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just reinforcing that bond between the Order and the Issa Dai, That that like that isn't something that's unique to Moraine and Lamb. Yes. It, mm-hmm. Like that closeness and that... Banter and sort of everything else is is a commonality, <laughs> well, and, and well, we the do banter, we the banter. The
2: banter is seemingly unique to them at this point. I never saw that between Moray <laughs> and so, Lan. Uh, we,
0: so we got we got <laughs> a couple, yeah. We got it could be warmer. Uh, like we like Lan isn't as funny and and banter. It's fun. not
2: in Lan that I'm that I'm pinpointing. That <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's yeah. It's Moray. Yeah. Yet yeah. 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 I think I I have theories on this, but anyway, we'll keep on. But trying.
1: I I do like that in. In and throughout this episode, where we are also seeing, getting to see like multiple instances of how close the bond between the Aes Sedai and the Warder is, we also get to see how differently yeah. that can take shape. Sometimes, real differently, but how differently that can take shape between right. between those two individuals, right. which is pretty cool.
2: Absolutely, I'd like to announce here to uh, you guys, the audience, everyone. Having a tinker party. Everybody come over. We're doing the tinker party. Let's cut to the tinkers. I love the tinkers. (laughs) They're just partying all the time. Uh, We see Egwene. She's walking up to Perrin and uh, she asks how he slept. He says, I didn't. I don't trust these people. I'm going to pause here. Of all the people I've seen, obviously other than Moraine, who got my heart. uh, I trust the tinkers more than any of these fucking people at this point. Perrin is not reading this situation correctly in my mind. They seem to be the most like sort of normal and like, by the way, they just say kind of saved your life a little bit, Mm -hmm. like just a tad bit.
0: So, uh, but but I would say like a lot of people have certain reactions to just people in the world that are just always nice and, and like have that like flat niceness and it's like what's really going on yeah like you. like you like <laughs> you you
2: but not not you not you Perrin you BJ you do <laughs> no, that. yeah yeah you do that too I know I know exactly what you're talking about like maybe that's just how Perrin operates in the world like if somebody's like hey man why don't you have some of us up or Perrin's like what do you want from me like that reaction right <laughs> like that's sort of like well what do you, what, you know what do you want like you know that's sort of like always looking at the like well, uh, what's your motivation here uh, she tells him, if either of us feels like we should go, we go, no questions, all right? I'd like to point out something in these scenes. Egwene does a lot of unnecessary touching of Perrin. I don't know if you've noticed
0: <laughs> It's Define. a lot of hand yep. on the Define shoulder. It's unnecessary. I mean, he, he, he's a big dude. He's a good-looking dude. i like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. Uh,
0: Extracurricular touching of Perrin, we might
2: say. <laughs> and then we enter contestant number three, in the Egwene seat stakes, and that is my man Aram, comes up. And uh, tells them that if uh it that well, we're going west, and if you you can join us if you like to, um as long as you can stand us, which you know he's always self-effacing this guy Aram. He seems to understand that the tinkers have their quirks, and he's fully aware of them, and mm-hmm. he's willing to talk about them openly. Perrin questions him and says, "Well, what? You're just going to bring us along with you? What if we're bandits?" Aram, <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't mess with this guy because he can fire right back at you. He says, "Well, you were wandering the Carolina plain without food or gold." If you're bandits, you're pretty bad at it. (laughs) Very, very solid point here from Aram. Uh, Am I pronouncing his name right? Aram? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like this guy a lot. Aram,
0: Aram. Aram. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like him.
2: On the, the, like, we have the Dragon Power Rankings. We also have the Lee's Power Rankings of just people. (laughs) I like Moraine, number one with a bullet all the time. Aram creeping up. This guy is a strong (laughs) episode. Yep, yep. I find him very charming.
3: I think it's actually kind of funny because every time I see him now, I think of, he looks a little bit like Brendan Fraser. Oh, Especially okay. Like Young looks, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah. With the hair and, and stuff. So too. it just makes me giggle every time he like looks a certain way and you're
1: like, Oh my God. That'll, you know, that'll warm my nineties heart.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: good you with know, that. And you know how on Amazon you can pause it and it'll give you the name of the, the people and they give yeah, you yeah. like their little like IMDB like headshot or whatever. Yeah. This guy's like a stupidly good looking guy in real life. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's good looking in yeah. the show, but like that little shot of him, I was like, yeah, you like <laughs> God, God? You look too good. But anyway, it's,
3: it's so funny because he's described that way in the book. I mean, he's he's like so good looking that all the girls just trip over their feet.
0: Yeah, yes. okay. talk about yeah. him okay. being pretty in, yeah. the, in the books. Yes, yeah. and and like I I don't think that this is he, a bad choice probably, for the actor. Yeah, I was, I was gonna can, say okay. yeah, yeah that
2: all that all tracks mm-hmm. because that's exactly what I'm getting mm-hmm. is, uh, just watching it. Right? He says it's not often villagers come down from the mountains of mist. at Queen, yep, yep, yep. Actually, we're from Whitebridge, Whitebridge, and he goes. Is that so? Uh, Ilia? Ilia? Ela Isla. (laughs) Isla? (laughs) Isla? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I would right. like
1: to just pause here for a second and say <laughs> one of the things everyone in the world who has read the books was so excited about yeah. in getting the TV show was learning how to pronounce the names or at least have a standardized version of how to pronounce the names has not happened yet. No. Will not happen by
2: the end of this season. Not, not every name, that's Whatever. for sure. I mean I only know this lady's name because of the subtitles, but yeah. uh, let's just do let's just do Illa right now. Okay. Okay. Illa? Sure. Uh, until they tell me different, I'm going with Illa. Uh, anyway, this is this is Aram's grandmother. This mm-hmm. is what we yep. learned. I uh, will say this, with the casting, that's his grandmother. Years have been kind to her. She looks very young to be a grandmother. <laughs> she looks very good, this or actress.
1: Or she started quite early. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I believe. Uh, she makes some noise and off the tinkers go. And we get a great drone shot of their caravan. It's not huge, but it's not small either. We mm-hmm. probably get five or six wagons here. Maybe a, I'm going to estimate 75 to 100 people.
0: Talked pretty right. pretty,
2: yeah. pretty, cool shot that they, they gave us there. I mean, that's something that that starts to separate the show from other shows right they don't have to pull back and do the drone shot and have the 75 other extras that all costumed and near wagons they don't have to do that shot it was only one time they gave Mm -hmm. it to us but they did it to give us the scale and they spent the money to do it and I really liked
0: it so I think this is the second drone shot that we had in the episode and I really like the first one too because that was in Gelden in the castle yes following the guys Mm -hmm. and that was another thing where they had the whole castle it wasn't just a little hallway. It wasn't just little bits. It was there was a castle there, and you got to see it.
2: It looked a lot I mean, like a real castle. So.
0: Yeah, it's a Spanish yeah. castle.
2: It looked a lot like where they shot some of the King's Landing scenes. I don't know if it was the same or not, but it probably, if, if it wasn't the same exact thing, it was probably similar in that it was an existing castle that they leveraged yes. for the <laughs> yes, scene, right. Yeah, they did absolutely. Cut to Rand, Matt, and Mike, homie, the gleeman, <laughs> Tom Maryland, my homie. He's also very high in the lead power rankings. Matt's having trouble with his horse. Rand asked Matt why they are. Uh, keeping the Gleeman around, because Gleeman's not here right now. Tom's not around. He mentions, uh, well, for some he met him, uh, first time he met you, Matt, he, he stole your money. Matt fires right back. We sorted that out. We worked, we worked <laughs> that out. Just a couple of guys figuring that situation out. Matt then points out that Tom saved their life. Rand, did he? Uh, Dana said there were dark friends everywhere, that if fate was coming for us, what if he killed her to make us trust him? Matt pauses, beats, no real comeback. That would be smart. Maybe there's some hope for you after all. So like, "Eh, that's pretty critical. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure Matt believes that. I think Matt is impressed that Rand is spinning out all of these different hypotheticals and strategically thinking. I think that's his. Oh,
1: that's interesting. That was all of your reads on that situation? Because I thought he was making fun of, making fun of Rand in that moment. saying that like, yeah, that was a pretty good thing for Tom to have done to get our trust. Oh,
2: yeah but I, no he was saying uh, there are dark friends everywhere that a fade was coming for us. dana said there are dark friends everywhere mm-hmm. what if he killed her to make us try? i think he's saying what if tom's a dark friend
3: yeah
1: okay because yeah. i read it as like what if he killed her because she was a dark friend to gain our trust and then matt is saying well yeah that was a pretty smart way to go about oh, it right
3: yeah. no i i do think it's so supposed to be matt being like "Huh." Okay. Yeah, he may, I mean, maybe maybe okay. he
2: could be That'll a work. maybe he could be a dark friend. I'm not sure he believes it, but I think right. he's like, hey, Rand, okay. you're really you're really doing some thinking here. Yeah, I just and had I, a totally I, different read on that and I encounter. Think that, yeah, and I think that Matt, I think what we're what we take away from these scenes is that Matt loves Rand, Rand loves Matt, and I'm not sure Matt has always respected Rand's intellect, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he th- he thinks he's like he's a nice guy, but maybe not the brightest. Uh, is that that kind of what we yeah. get here? Um. Then we have uh, Matt mentions that Dana said that one of the five of them are the dragon. He questions five. They start counting them off. Rand, Perrin, Egwene, him, Matt. Who else? Smash cut Tillo game. So obviously, I think we're meant to believe that Dana had heard of Loghain and heard that there was this guy taking over
0: castles and yeah. with an army yep. and everything. And that maybe he's sense, one, yeah. it's one of the
2: four or it's this other dude who has half the country. One of the two years.
0: So was the smash cut a little pushy for you or did you like it? So it, it,
2: it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I mean, I think that they're they're doing a lot of stuff on the nose right now. Yeah. That's cool for early on in the in the season. We're up so far, exactly. Yeah. But you're eventually going to have to be a little more subtle with the stuff like that. But right now, I think it's it, they want to make sure. Us
3: like to the market. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think they just want to make sure people, the casuals, are following. And, and yeah. if you follow any of our Mangum Talks podcast, you know that like I always rep for the casual. And you know it is it's not going to be easy. Like I follow this super closely because mm-hmm. I now really love it. I really do love the show. But I also like really like doing the podcast with so you guys. I want to be prepared for it. I think a casual. That Would be really helpful for them, mm-hmm. so, yeah.
0: I, I and I think that that's a really nice thing that they're doing. That if you're but it's a good question, if you're paying a lot of attention and like you're really into it, it's a very different story than like if you're playing on your phone and like doing other things and pausing and going back. This hammers home that like you're this dude, like fits a lot of what you expect from the dragon. What we know so far,
2: can I just do a life lessons, Willie? I'm gonna yes. do a life lessons, Willie, real quick. Look, I'm not gonna tell you people what to do, okay, listeners watch the show however you want to watch the show. I know you're not going to listen to me, really, but I would, I'm would. i going to say this. The show deserves you to put your phone down. Like, it is that good of a show. It, it, it is worthy of, not every show is, but this show is worthy of putting the phone down, putting other things down, and really watching it because it's that good, I think. Anyway, that's my life lessons with Lee. Cut to Loghain, who's still sitting in the cage with the one power shield on, the one power blanket, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moraine is sitting there watching him. Still looks like she's straining. Like, she's just kind of like flinching. Um, Alina tells her, she, you'll get used to it. Maureen seems astonished. Quote, he looks like he's just sitting there. I mean, I always knew some women couldn't see men men's weaves. But the experience itself, dot, dot, dot. BJ, you want to translate what she's talking about there? Yeah,
0: so they're, they're filling out a little bit more of this world that uh, women can't see men channeling. And so basically, you know, her expectation is when other women channel, like she can see that. But here, she just feels like the result of it. So basically, this is a completely invisible like, struggle between them.
3: And this is true to the, the books in that one of the few ways, or maybe the only way that I can think of off the top of my head, to measure the other sex's ability in the power is when they're shield, shielded and to be able to feel them as they push against that shield.
2: Yeah, so, and and I think they use the metaphor, or Elena uses the metaphor, it's like holding a cat in In water, and then holding a cat in the bath, right? Um, One thing I, so I'm gonna go ahead and and make the. Just uh, a quick thing, Uh, it's Alana. Alana?
0: Yeah, and we'll get that. Alana
2: Alana. instead of Elena. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Alana. Um, Yeah, the, the pronunciation thing, uh, it's, it's not, super it's funny
0: because like everybody has that problem from the books and 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 as you were saying sarah like we're not getting improvements we do get a nod to that later on which i do appreciate
2: yeah i think it's just frustrating they don't they don't they could use the names more in the scenes to reinforce mm-hmm. the pronunciation mm-hmm. basically i yeah. have this character uh, maybe her name gets used like once i don't right. know but yeah. it's not very often and then you try to figure it out and, it's not and as we it's
1: not talked about in a previous pod too like we have these actors pronouncing the names differently when they say them Too like individual actors saying them differently
0: as well, which And it's different from the audiobook. So even people that might have had something, and it's also somewhat different because Robert Jordan knew that he was off the deep end with his character pronunciations and gave a glossary so you could actually do that, which pretty much every reader that I know was just like, Yeah, I don't care about the glossary. I'm just gonna completely ignore it. But yeah, it's just world. Yeah.
2: I'll try. Um, so One thing, so I'm going to go ahead and make the the sort of comparison here to the One Power and the the Force in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Because like Star Wars, like one of the the more fun things to do in the the earlier movies, and it's coming up some now in, in some of the legacy stuff that they're doing, but like in the early, it's like trying to figure out who's more powerful than who. Like, okay you have the rank of jedi knight you have the rank of jedi master and within the jedi masters you have like sort of the the head of the whole jedi council which is yoda and maybe yoda is the most powerful i'm i grew up in star wars I, i lived in star wars for like 20 years so i'm doing that math here now you guys tell me if this is stupid to do but i'm constantly trying to figure out like in these scenes okay is Moraine more powerful than Alana is Alana more powerful than Loghain? like I'm trying to do this sort of mental math of who who who's more
0: powerful I right
3: think now. you're absolutely supposed to
0: Okay yeah. I I think not only are you supposed to but keep that in your in in mind when they're interacting with each other um and you know we'll see if they go into it a little bit more in the TV show but it's an interesting thing that they deal with in the books and so I'm guessing that this will be something that that will be interesting to see as we move forward in in the TV show.
1: Can I throw in a question here? I know it's not
0: our designated time for
1: questions. (laughs) Um, But I'm, and I had never thought about this before, but so we have like, and now I'm using Harry Potter language, so we've got like Star Wars in here, but we have like fully qualified Aes Sedai here, Mm -hmm. right? Who are are particular. Full sisters. Full sisters. Thank you. Um, They're out in the world doing their thing. Once you become a full sister, is your power... power going to noticeably increase at any point like is there the opportunity for that or do you or hit that, like a yeah. like a ceiling uh, your individual ceiling and that's your
0: your ceiling so so you're 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 entering into um some spoiler territory like which I, is I, I don't okay. think a, a huge amount but basically there is uh, sort of a range that that people get on other uh, that women get on other ace to die in terms of their power and like maybe what it's going to be Mm -hmm. um and so that that part is relatively known when when they're around each other so okay your potential or or, or how much you can Mm -hmm. actually do and so most likely everybody here knows about how strong everybody else is
1: okay but is there i guess my my question is like is, like, is there a possibility that like something could happen to Leandra and she could learn something or something like that and get more powerful no. from where she is now as like a full sister? That, that Okay, so that's my question. So like yeah, yeah. That's my right. question. Is yeah. like so these can, power rankings that Lee is yeah. talking about, the kind of one-on-one heads up, right. they're not going to change right. appreciably. Right. Okay,
3: They're essentially fixed for the purposes okay. of this. That,
0: that was really right. my question. But I
2: think that while they are fixed... Uh, we don't know them all right now right so it's like right. more we, to be revealed yeah. we, we,
0: we don't know yeah. who, who is who but but we do know a little bit so we do know that of the group there are only a couple that are powerful enough to shield Logain right. and they're doubling up just in case mm-hmm.
2: yep absolutely uh, and that is Alana yep Moraine and Leandrin exactly and Karini and, be... and, and Karini and yeah. 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 these seem to be the four most powerful of. maybe they have like seven there I think they say later or something like that uh, yeah. So then, uh, Al- Elena Alana s- tries to start a, like a personal conversation with Marais. Like, What's the name of that dog? You weren't <laughs> supposed to have dogs, but you had that dog that slept in your your bed every night anyway. And she just kind of turns to uh, Alana and just goes. I presume Karini has asked you to use our friendship to get information out of me. Like very a spectrum-y type thing (laughs) to do, right? She just cuts right through it. She doesn't answer the question. She's like, I think I know what you're doing here, right? And Alana doesn't seem... She seems to know Moraine enough to know like this type of thing might... She's not startled by this reaction from Moraine. And she just goes, not for a day or two still. When you're expecting it less. So they're, you know, kind of (laughs) going back and forth. Moraine's subtle. You could have easily been blue. Aja. Blue Aja. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess that's like... What is the word? So they, they attach Aja to the color. They say blue Aja, red Aja. What? What? Why? Why? Did, why? What does that word mean? Why attach it? Why not just say blue, red, whatever?
0: So it, it's from the books, and Aja basically means the group, and I think the colors maybe came later, um, and so that that's what they're defining. It, it's okay. it. I wouldn't say it's too far off of political affiliation. Got it. Yeah.
3: Except that, well, I mean, this isn't maybe all that wrong either is once you have chosen it, when you get to that stage in your training, that's the color that you've chosen. That's the honor right. that you've chosen. Okay, It's fixed. So you can't change it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I just was the word, Asha. I didn't quite know what that meant, but I yeah. I, I guess. Like it's just, set. yeah, Yeah. Sect. There you go. That, that That's helpful. Um, Alana says one wardrobe would never do. I was like, I was watching this. I was like that's a sex thing I learned later it's very much a sex thing <laughs> but I didn't
0: know like I was like what, what is she talking about here I mean we do get a little bit later um, oh we get it well so does she um, but <laughs> absolutely a little bit more of explanation of what the greens are and so like it, all, it it's not just a sex thing of course yeah you yeah. know the, they are the battle and we get a little bit more of that and so having fighting men around is important yes. but i mean i think in this she was making a sex joke yes
1: yeah and and this is what spoiler i'm gonna as i said i'm gonna talk about alana more later but this is the moment where i was like you actually have something else going on in your life and that's interesting to me
2: <laughs> Alana then says she shows green she thought it was so heroic uh warriors trained to defend humanity against the dark one in the last battle Hell, I never thought I'd get to see it myself. Basically, like, <laughs> you know, I know that we're supposed to be like the ones that, to do this last battle thing against the dark one. That's cool
1: at all. But...
2: Didn't think it, it was coming up like right now. So, That's like
0: people who signed up for the military in didn't like, know there <laughs> was yeah, 2000. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. So, so, what I was going to say is, I, I think this is uh, an easy parallel to draw is uh, the the wall in Game of Thrones, where, you know, the, the men guarding yeah. the wall against, you know. Great, great, great. And, yep. and so so no one expects that, like, anything's going to come from the north, but that's what they're there for.
2: Yeah, so yeah. So for those who don't know, they get in Game of Thrones, that th- that there's a, a group of people that go to the wall, presumably to defend the realm against all the, the darkness that's out there. But for thousands of years, nothing has ever come. And then yep. finally, Jon Snow gets there, and holy shit, there they come, <laughs> right? It's the same sort of idea here. It's like, I, I didn't expect to actually have to fight the dark one. Uh, but looks like maybe we will. Moraine points out that they have there have been false dragons before. Alana says, eh, maybe, but this guy's strength, something else, boy. Let me tell you, it's something else. And they literally don't... says it's more than anything she's ever seen.
0: Yeah, and they also reference that most men that channel don't declare themselves the dragon reborn. Yeah, for sure. And so that's... Sort of yeah, they important. best not. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Shit got him in trouble. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it's clear, like, here's, here's my interpretation of this, right? Y'all just mm-hmm. abuse me if I'm wrong. Men channel, that's at some extent or another. Most of them go mad when they do. Very rarely does it rise to a situation where the Aes Sedai have to jump into it and really, really like do what they're having to do here, which is yep. take this guy back to the tower and like have a whole trial or whatever, right? But this guy, stronger than any they'd seen before, and he's proclaimed himself the Dragon Reborn, and to boot, got an army and took over Gelden, So this and guy's a pretty fair. big deal. Uh, so Alana then says the end of this age is here Rain looks at her very sullen if it is we find ourselves in the last battle I'm glad we will have your strength on our side I believe this is the most friendly and the nicest <laughs> that Rain is capable of being I think this is a 10 for her that was her going I need to be nice and she said that like that yeah that's about the best she can do <laughs> Alana then says I know the last one broke this this is a this is potential quote of the episode i'm gonna I'm put it in the territory i find this to be a very fascinating quote and it's something that was tinkering around in my head too right it says i know the last one broke this world and we can't let that happen again but what if the dragon is supposed to be here with us but we've let the reds gentle him fucking the thousand dollar question the elephant in the room right like if the reds are out there doing this and gentling people i mean the, the dragon's not gonna like like be born and like it, it, from age one be the most powerful person he's has to grow what if during that growth process the reds gentled him question I had to she just put it the words I thought that was very interesting
3: mm-hmm. that's like yeah. a great question
2: yep um, so well let's talk gentling can yep. we talk gentling real quick let's do it okay yeah. so here is what it seems like to me it seems to me that with some with enough power the eyes and eye are able to remove somebody's connection to the one power
3: Sever it. Yep.
2: They can sever it. Oh. It seems to me that they can do this to anyone, granted they have enough one power on their, their their side to do it. Like it might it might not be like it didn't seem to me like Leandrin could just do it herself to Loghain. It seemed like she needed some help to do it. So depending on your strength, they might need a couple more sisters to do it. But well, once they do it, it's severed forever. It's That's right. yep. what yep. we're supposed to believe, right? Yep. yep. Severed forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Then we see Logan push. <sighs> His blanket comes up, and both Moraine and Elaine have to focus. Whoa, oh, crap! They, they push his blanket back down, right? And it seems like he kind of bum rushed the door. That's mm-hmm. what it kind of looked like there. Mm-hmm. Looked like he kind of took a took yep. a punch yep. at it, and they kind of they, whoa, whoa, all right, and they put it back. Test down. the bounds a little bit, Absolutely. I think. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which, based on what we see later, uh, this is kind of funny. It seems mm-hmm. like maybe
0: Logan is just tiptoeing with them a little bit. That's what it seems like to me. And so what I, what I'll say, and this is sort of a a good parallel is shielding is the impermanent version. Uh, gentling or severing them from the the one power is the permanent version of separating somebody from the source.
2: I'll tell you this. Uh heck of a PR battle that the, the uh, I said I are doing. I just gentled them. Just a little just gentled. yeah. It's no. like you know, it's like I made him nice it, for the world. Exactly. It's like yeah. when like when the Republicans called it like the Clean Water Air Act or whatever yeah. and it was like like
0: Free this is all. how much
2: you can pollute. Like I mean that's, yeah. that's kind of the same thing, right? There's a little PR going
0: on. Yep, and, and so what I will say and I think this is a very, very tiny spoiler. They they do use another word for when they do it to women. Hmm, okay, but um, but it's
2: important to know that they can do it to women. I that that's important to know. I I think that I think that's spoilery in the sense that we don't know that for sure in the show. But I don't think it changes anything, and I think it's good context for people to. Know. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a yeah. good. I think that's a good thing to fill out. Um, Cuts in naive. She eats cold chicken. We're about to do the same thing here. We got some cold chicken for us after we record.
0: I'm excited.
2: Uh, watching the camp and Leandrin comes up from behind her. Says, I like your braid. Uh, she basically does the, the pronunciation of Nynaeve the way that I did the first time
0: I saw it on paper. That's exactly what she And I she think this does. was a nod to, to yes. sort of everybody yes. that, that yeah. deals yeah. with that. Um, and also, yeah, uh, sort of cementing in... Who Leandrin is, and, and I think you had a good read early on, but I think this is sort of adding to that uh long list of Leandrin's a uh, character,
2: yeah, she is, she's tough, right? I I don't think that we should place her in this sort of like she's bad, like she's not like white cloak people for me, yeah, but she is kind of like we gotta watch this Leandrin because she, she gets off the rails a little bit. Uh, she says. I don't... Sorry if I mispronounce your name. But I, I didn't catch your accent. And then <laughs> Nynaeve fires back. That's because you never heard me talk before. <clears throat> um, I'm imagining you came over here because you want something. You, I said, I always do. Boy, she is not one for chit-chat, our Uh Not nah, nah, digging boy. it. Then she says, uh, how about this? Because you obviously want something from me. I've deduced that. Let me ask you some questions first. Depending on how well you answer, maybe I'll give you what you want. How long have you known Moraine? And then Leandron sort of smiles and we get a cut. <clears throat> we cut to the wood with a small house, farmish looking thing in the background. Our characters, which are uh, Rand, Matt, and Tom Maryland, are here. And honestly, the background looks a lot like a Thomas Kincaid painting. Uh, yeah. I, I paused it and I looked yeah. at it I was like, ah, painter of light. Look at that. <laughs> there it goes. Tom walks up and tells them, look, here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan, kids. Wait till dark, sneak in the farm. Boom, we're out early in the morning rand it's like why don't we just ask <laughs> why don't we just ask to stay on the farm yeah it, you know, it's kind of it, it, i love these interactions because it's just there's so much character development it's like oh that's how rand operates in the world he's like a little bit more standard yeah all the day
3: long. yeah
2: and that may get him in trouble right because that sort of thing of like hey let me let, why don't we just go talk to him in this situation i think it, it probably would have worked
0: and it ends up working all the time i probably would go with tom maryland's strategy yeah yeah and so it tells you a little bit about their upbringing uh, like, he grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere with basically small-town people all around. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there there isn't a big city. There aren't, like, a lot of people coming through. You know, there isn't much to be wary of other than maybe the wolves are going to get your sheep. And so... I like that they're they're adding this like tidbit to, to Rand's character. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: because he and Tam absolutely would have let somebody stay right. in the barn if they'd come up and asked. Yeah.
0: And yeah. worst comes to worst, Tam has a sword and can uh, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And Tom Merrillan seems to have 16 daggers on his body at all times. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Matt's horse. Under- Matt's horse still going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Not digging it. This horse is, is not doing well. Um, they focus on that a lot. I think we're, we're supposed to, to notice that. Mm-hmm. The owner yeah. of the house then comes upon them with a bow and arrow. Uh, says hey look uh, what are you doing basically what are you doing in my, my woods and Tom's like look we we'll just leave we'll just let us leave he's like I'm not going to let you leave you're just going to double back come back at night Matt sticks his hand behind his back did you notice some weird sounds going on when that happened Yeah. he put his hand behind yeah. his back and there was some yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of oh sca- Like God. I was like weird, man. That was like I, I was like, wait a second. What are we doing with Matt's character? Like that's there, a big sort of abrupt change in how we're viewing him this episode. I didn't know yep. that we mm-hmm. were concerned about him tapping into the one power, but now all of a sudden we are. <laughs> like, they just kind of threw that at us in this episode. Uh, Tom sees Matt, but before he can do anything, Rand jumps in and basically says, "Hey, man, look. I know you want to, you don't want to kill us. I know you don't because of the way you're holding the bow. And plus, you could have already. And I'm talking to you." In fact, I'm even talking to you. He says, I don't want to kill you. So why don't you just let us sleep in your barn? The guy says, look, I, I don't even like this bow that much. I, I don't like to fight, <laughs> basically. Uh, what do you think, wife? And we turn, and the wife's got a bow like <laughs> locked on him. So, so there, was, there was somebody behind them that they didn't even know was there. And she agrees, but she says, you're going to have to do a little manual labor for us. First, good move by Rand. It worked. The sort of negotiating mm-hmm. with the with the, the citizens here, it worked. I'm just not sure it will always work. He's just, my read on it's he's going to have to be careful with that strategy Mm -hmm. cut back to what I actually care about in the episode and that is Leandrin (laughs) and that whole thing uh, talking to Nynaeve and then Moraine she explains that Moraine shows blue which is fitting because yeah they're just like little spies you know it's fitting for her self-important
0: little spies
2: I didn't like that too much, from
0: Leandrin. <laughs> um, I
2: thought it was a little petty talking about Moraine. I mean, I can't imagine—here's—I can't imagine Moraine being that petty talking about somebody else behind their back, right? Like she doesn't strike me as somebody right. who does that type of gossip and insulting. Um, so it seems like something that Leandrin engages in that maybe not all the guys did. I do. Many of them ask if the Reds are any different. Super skeptical when she asks this question. Just just skepticism dripping from her as she asks it. We get this quote: "Quote, we protect the world from people who would misuse the one power. People, people who would use these, not men, even other Sedai. So she's saying we just, we're kind of like the, the, like the prison guards, maybe. Like we just we're the guards. We're like the police of this thing. We're not the we're not the military. I think that's the Greens, but we like sort of make sure you don't misuse the one power.
0: And I would say like if you think about the entire organization as like a military organization, I would say like." MP slash quartermaster kind of thing. Like, you know, they're policing everybody on their own and, you know, making sure that everybody's sort of on track. Whereas, like, the Greens are frontline in terms of, like, you know, the the structure. Yeah, exactly. And Uh, the Blues are intelligence. Yes, Yes.
3: exactly. I would also say is your comment about how the Reds are maybe similar to the Questioners. Like, that, that gets highlighted, I think, here... Or it's like, oh, yeah. Like, I can see how they're drawing those parallels. Mm-hmm.
2: Lan walks up and asks Leandrin if he can join them. But she's like, ah, I was just leaving. She tells Nynaeve she's welcome to join. You can join our tent. All women are welcome. All women. All women, All women are welcome. <laughs> uh, you know, if you don't like cold chicken, basically. Making fun of her her, her lunch there. Nynaeve then turns to Lan and says, hey, do you have something you want to talk about? I just want side? to
0: say, like, um, I think one of the things and and kind of mentioned is that, like, Land's a dude and land approaching kind of pushed Leandrin away, and so and then like the comment about all women are welcome, like I think they're sowing some seeds that at least Leandrin is has uh, some misandry in in her in her blood. Oh,
2: for sure. I mean, I think that like what what we're getting from Leandrin is that like she doesn't like guys like she and she specifically doesn't like men using the one power and if they do she wants to cut that shit off pretty quickly like Mm -hmm. that she's she's a lot lot more harsh that way it doesn't seem to me that she's got a warder like i don't see that she has one she just hangs out with other
0: reds um so so hearkening back to that first scene any other things that that uh jump out at you i mean there's no warder there right Right. Yeah, and so in the yeah, in that first scene in the the, the first episode, there are like yeah. four four red sisters and no wars. So. Yeah,
2: so she doesn't she doesn't even I guess she didn't even like men enough to like have one to have like a bodyguard. So she's yeah, shady. yeah,
1: she seems to dislike men in a way that goes beyond
2: the sort of job description of, right. yeah. of a red, right? Absolutely. Nynaeve, that woman's a snake, is the white tower full of women like her. Lan says, You'll find out soon enough, we're going. Nynaeve points out he took them out of the way. To, uh, to get to this camp, uh, and Lan assures her that the Aes Sedai will get them there as fast as they can, quote, if your friends aren't there already, so if we don't see them there, uh, then we have resources that we can use to find them, quote, we promised we would. Nynaeve seems to respond to that. She, she, We're getting a lot of like Nynaeve-Lan vibes in this, in this episode, and she yep. seems when he speaks... She seems to really listen and to really trust what he says. Well,
3: and I think that also, like, I think Nynaeve's a person that keeps her promises, so that phrase in particular, I think, really speaks to her.
2: Yeah, it's like,
0: mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: okay. More, I mean, more character development of Nynaeve, yeah. like, that's sort of like, yeah, keeping your word.
0: Right, and so what I would say is, like, I, I don't know that it's distinct for the characters of that, like, the one oath doesn't apply to orders or might not, but I think that... Him affirming that and him saying like, we promise, and and not just I promise, like we promise that we would do that, like really bolsters that like, oh yeah, okay, they're probably actually going to do this.
2: Absolutely. And he says, you're welcome around our fire. If you promise not to shove anyone into it, <laughs> notice that she takes him up on that, not Leandra. So mm-hmm. she does, uh, it seems to have a favorite there. Cut to the tinkers. Yeah. Party. Party. <laughs> Parent asks if they found anyone else, and Aram says he's lucky they found them. They usually don't pass that way. We I mean, probably wouldn't have found you normally, but we just happen to be going that way. Parent um, says a group of this size should be able to defend themselves. One of the older guys point out, hey, do you see any weapons here?
0: So they were avoiding the war in Gelden. Yeah. Was why they're, yeah. And they're going so, east or something yeah, to avoid the war in Gelden, yeah. Exactly. And so that's why the like a group this size should be able to defend itself.
2: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. So it's, again, they they really driving. They're, they're driving toward this this conversation about pacifism, basically. The lady, Isla, uh whatever her name is, says the, tuatha, tuatha, There it is. I got there. on Sure. Follow the way of the leaf, which is in essence, in world pacifism. That's mm-hmm. that's what this is. Egwene asks, what happens if they're attacked? She says, well, we run if we can, endure if we cannot. Perrin asks. So you're going to let yourself be killed. And she says, the leaf, there we go, potential line of the episode. The leaf, in its time, falls to the dirt that nourishes the tree that in its time grows the leaf again. Nothing is ever lost. The wheel returns all. Aaron makes a joke that he heard this a lot when he was a kid. She asked Perrin if he ever picked up a sword, bow, arrow, axe, maybe. <laughs> ah, there it is. And he, like I think from his reaction, she could tell he's picked up an axe before. And tell me, has your life been better or worse since you picked up that axe?
0: Cutting deep, maybe not as deep as uh, Perrin cut his wife, but you know, still pretty deep. A Little
2: simplistic for me. I yeah. think her, her uh, is it you, when you picked up that that axe, is your life better or worse? As if there's not like a million variables, you know, affecting how your life operates at any yeah. time. Yeah,
0: like you could have been chopping wood and you were warm for the summer, like. Come All right.
2: on. A little simplistic for my taste, but I mean, I think that you know, in order to have some sort of like overarching, like we will never have violence ever, you have to kind of think that way. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. you, mm-hmm. you can't get into like a lot of the particulars; otherwise, you'll probably logic yourself out of it. Um, cut to Tom Rand and Matt. Rand and Matt are contemplating. Uh, the Tom isn't working, and Tom points out, "Well, I need to stay fresh before a performance. Apparently, he's negotiated some sort of performance with this family at this <laughs> point, so that's his that's his job." Um, Matt looks off in this i would say he did this whole episode he doesn't he doesn't look like the Matt that we were seeing before and he says he needs a break tom's watching him very closely we see matt start throwing up and it looks like some sort of black thick liquid is coming out of his mouth and then he gets like spotty it's very strange but when matt hears a noise all of a sudden like the 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 black that's on his chin just evaporates like goes away This, this vomit i don't know what what that was about and he seems to snap out of whatever he was in And he turns around and he sees the little girl who lives on the property. Now, we know that Matt has two younger sisters. We've established in earlier episodes he's good with kids. He likes kids. Soft spot in his heart for kids. And that bears out in this scene, definitely. Because he starts talking to the girl. And the girl brought him some bread. Thank him for all the work that he's doing. He asks her name and she's like, I can't tell you that. Because it's supposed to just give you the bread and leaf. And he's like, yep, yeah, but you didn't do that, did you? She's like, no, I didn't. It's just great writing for kids. It's exactly how kids sort of operate. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very, very true to form uh, for that age that the, the girl is. And then the girl offers, offers up one of her dolls. She says, you can have this doll. Bergita. Birgita? Bergita. So so she Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can know, have one of my dolls, Bergita. Burg- uh, she take back with you because this doll will protect you while you sleep. Matt says, I can't take your doll. She's like, look, I got a lot. It's cool. Got a lot of dolls. You can have this one. Very sweet girl. I didn't tell you, you don't have kids. This type of interaction. Ah, ah, you start going, maybe kids aren't so bad if they're all like her. So charming, right? They're not all like her, right? But
1: and she's probably not even really like her. In the- well,
3: so actually, it's a very cute. There was a, a post on Twitter about this little girl watching herself in this episode oh wow there's a picture of her she just has this huge grin and uh, was very cute. oh awesome. man
2: better than like uh linda blair right the exorcist girl how like she when she oh. watched herself in the movie like she had like 20 years of therapy she had to do after yep. <laughs> yeah <it's not> <laughs>
0: right? that, that
2: was really tough um no this was great and it was a really charming scene and it, you know it does a lot of things right it, it establishes like the pain that we're going to feel in the later scene, right? Because we, we figure out that, you know, it's a good, good family. He's mm-hmm. a good little girl. Mm-hmm. And it continues that character development of Matt that while he may be dealing with some weird stuff, is he tapping in the one power? Is he not? What is he doing? Is he hearing stuff? But loves kids. Yes. Definitely loves yes.
1: kids. Yes. And that's always like his default go-to, right? Like that, that seems to have snapped him out of this in the first place. Yeah. yeah. That that's so right. central to his, his like being.
0: And, and the other thing is he only accepted the doll when she's like, take this back to your sisters at home. And she, she like needled him a little bit, not on purpose, but it was like, oh, are your sisters back home oh, with your, yeah. your, your mother and father? And he's just like, okay, that hurts a little are. bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cut to Rand talking to Tom. Rand is pondering if Matt caught something back <laughs> Maybe he just caught, maybe he has got a little, maybe got a little COVID. That's maybe that's it. Um,
0: Got some of that taint
2: yeah and, and huh. tom says look I, I knew another lad who was the same way it was exactly like this owen my nephew the boy spent half his life getting into trouble other half getting out of it then one day he went sour snapping at family and friends animals had their hair up when he passed nobody could figure out what happened until he threw a rock without using his hands so then we figured out that owen was channeling and that's what was going on with him rand knew what this meant And we all do now because we've been introduced to the one power enough to know that that means that he, a guy, Owen, is channeling probably a problem, right? Rand says Matt, uh, Tom says Matt has all the signs. And Rand says, well, Matt would tell me. He's not an idiot. Tom screams at him. Neither was Owen. I'm a gleeman. Don't you think I told him the story since he was a little boy? How at the end of the last age the dark one corrupted the one power so men couldn't use it without going mad and still he lied to me so you're getting a progression of the story that he's telling about owen the parallel he's drawing with matt and then also some backstory about the dark one corrupted the one power if a man taps into it he goes crazy that's just the rule guys and like mm-hmm. owen did that it looks like matt's doing it you should watch this very closely um Rand seems conflicted he asked what happened to owen oh sad fucking story here Yeah, we get this is where we really get like you know the the levity and like the what like conveying like the the absolutism and the power of the gentling right yeah. we get this here through the story of owen i thought this was really important to set up an emotional impact that we'll get later in the episode tom says the ice that i found owen while he was away the reds the reds found him and mm-hmm. they gentled him i posit hand in the air, and I posit that they did not get the emerald and seat approval before they, <laughs> uh, before they gentled Owen. I think this was an extrajudicial thing, just like what we saw in the beginning of episode one. And they gentled him, cut him off from the one power forever. And my guy, Ran, thinking like me, was like, well, you got to keep his life at least. Tom disabused him of this notion. Men, women, both, once they tasted the power, if they're cut off from it, it's not life anymore. It just slips away. A few weeks after that, uh a few weeks after they left owen was sitting at the dinner table he yawned and then he picked up a snake, steak knife and slit his own throat like it was nothing at all so really really sad and what it what it tells you is that like if you've tapped into one power in this world and you're gentled that there's that life is not worth living it's almost like a blabotomy almost it's mm-hmm. like yeah. just a, yeah. you're you're just a shell of a person at that at that point tom says he's going to stay with them as long as i can to help keep you safe We want to talk about tom's motivations why is he telling... Why Why is Tom like... Why is... I'm going to stay with you as long as I... Can, like, what...
0: What... Why is he doing this? So there's a little tidbit uh, that he mentions that he was away when the Reds found Owen. And so... He
3: feels super guilty.
0: And he... I, I think it's supposed to be he feels somewhat responsible for, like, how it went down and what went down, even though Owen, like, went sour on family.
2: Yeah, but that would be my point back to Tom. It's like, well, what What are you... For, like a couple things, right? One, you can't stop him from tapping into the one power. Like he yeah. d- he clearly just did that on his own. And then what were you going to do if the, if you were there when the Reds got there? Like you weren't going to be able to stop the Reds from gentling him. Like yeah. I'm not quite sure. I, I I did sense the guilt. I think you're yeah. right, but I'm not quite sure where it's how it's that mm-hmm. that's founded in anything logical. Uh, for yeah. me,
3: but I think I mean in this, I think it's also fair to point out like. If he thinks that Matt is channeling, any sane person would be like, "Well, that's bad. Men channeling bad. I'm gonna leave." And so this gives Tom—that's what I do—to <laughs> yeah. like stick around because he's like, "No, the last time I left someone who was in need that was channeling, he died, and it was because of me."
2: I think you're right about the guilt, and I think you're right that that's how they're writing it. But I, I. My overarching question is, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask, I'm gonna pose this to you, Sarah. My overarching question is to you: Why does he care about Rand and Matt? Like, what is is that apparent, or is it is it confusing to you as a watcher?
1: I would say that it is not particularly apparent at this point. I do think that you know the, his decision at this point to um, to stay with them. They're writing it as as the sort of guilt. Whether that's particularly like deep enough or or not, I don't. I don't yeah. know, but I do think that like the specific reasons that he is shacked up with with Rand and Matt in this moment are are left, are left unclear.
2: Okay. And I'm going to gentle your book knowledge. Okay. Okay. I'm gentling your book, your book knowledge away from you. Okay. All where's right? the steak knife? Now you're only, now you're only going to answer this question as a watcher of yeah. the show. Do you think Matt's tapping into the one power right now from what we've seen? Yes. I kind of do too. Yeah. It does look like it. Yeah. And it seems like they're leading us there. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty scary for his character. We mm-hmm.
3: saw his horse be like, mm dude.
2: Yeah. It's the horse more than anything. That's it's a great point. It's the horse more than anything. Absolutely yeah. a great point. It's sort
3: point of independent point. confirmation that Matt's doing something weird. And then Tom says, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, animals really didn't like my
0: yeah. cousin. And pal, also niece, the Matthew. black stuff that you saw him vomit up and then get sucked away when somebody else comes out. Mm-hmm. It's like... Does this really exist outside of his head?
2: And yes. is that the same kind of crap that was coming out of our boy Logan Yeah. Um, yeah, are
1: those related? It's... And then the
2: and then the underlying question, if, if Sarah and I are right, that he is starting to channel the one power, is it voluntary? It looks like it's kind of just happening to him, like he's sort of transforming against his will. Mm-hmm. And if it does, I mean, you can really spin this stuff out, right? Because if it is involuntary, then what the Reds are doing is a real problem, right? Because it's not fair to the to person who's, who's, who's having the... the tapping into the one power. basically.
3: Yeah. Well, but then you have this question of, you know, what's better, you know, getting gentled or going mad.
2: Yeah. That's a fair point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. uh, but it, it really, you really do spin out in a lot of stuff with the situation with Matt. I feel like, um, of the stuff that we're going to carry with us into the next episode, Matt potentially tapping into the one power is probably the most important. So I just wanted to spend some time talking about that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to get played out hopefully yeah. In, yeah. in later episodes. Um, so then we, uh, Tom says, whatever you do, you have to keep Matt away from those women, the Reds. Mm-hmm. Rand, speaking for the audience, you know a lot for a simple Gleeman. <laughs> Tom, potential line of the episode. Yeah. We call ourselves Gleeman because a silly name makes us less frightening. Nothing is more dangerous than a man who knows the past. Great line. Potential line of the episode. going to nominate that mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. The line of the episode from my man, Tom, Maryland and Gleeman. Cutbacks to Moraine and Karini and they are watching Logan working to keep the shield on him. Mm-hmm. Like the locked in. Uh Rosamund Pike really has perfected the Moraine look. I'd like to point out <laughs> that sort of she's like dialed in. man, she is so locked into this character and like that that look of like um like concentration but also feels like 33% of her mind is somewhere else. It feels like she's sort of thinking about other bigger stuff at all times. Uh, that's what I get from it anyway. Like a, that, yeah. And then that little bit of uncertainty always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, cut to the campfire where the warders are sitting around drinking and telling stories. Warders turns out not bad hangs. <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit of a bit of a uh, upset victory for me. I did mm-hmm. not expect the warders to be good hangs the way that they are, but it seems like
0: they are. <laughs>
2: and course, they seem to be more naive style than what what the vibe
0: she was giving. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Different vibe than than Moraine and Land maybe oh for uh, sure it, well, i mean
2: I, I i just love like the introduction of the other Aes Sedai into this story and and, yeah. and how they wrote it and and the scenes that we get because it makes it abundantly clear that what we see with leander or moraine and lan is just not it's not normal it's not the, it's not the normal it's not like they're they're super like like but um, there's
0: there's a a large spectrum of like how these people are, how they interact with their warders, waters, what the warders are like. And so we're just seeing one person. They're not like a uniform right. uh, mm-hmm. group. And, you know, I think that there are a lot of easy parallels for people that are fam- more familiar with other uh, lore, like Jedi. Like, you know, until you see like a larger group, like you don't really know if they're like a monolith or not.
2: There's a great parallel, um, and that is Marine to Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, Moraine. Moraine is probably okay. like yeah, that. Yeah. That's a that's a very clear parallel with how the Qui-Gon Jinn interacted with the Jedi Council. How he he was very strong in the Force, but how he used the Force, how he trained other people. I mean, there's a very strong parallel with mm-hmm. those two characters, at least what I see so far. But it also just seems like Moraine. And land to the other folks are just kind of weirdos like it just seems like they just think they're kind of weirdos that's uh, not wrong yeah but we do see naive having fun and god bless it's time <laughs> jesus four episodes in we finally get a smile from this lady uh, and it seems like they're telling stories to poke fun at Lan. And shout out to Lan. Good sport. He's yep. just yep. taking it. Yep. Just yep. taking it. And Nynaeve seems, to, Nynaeve seems to really like the stories that poke at Lan a little bit. She's yep. really enjoying those a lot. Um, get some really great back and forth here. Some fascinating lore. And some of the best quotes of the episodes are in this scene, I'd like to say. They ask Lan how he met Nynaeve. And Lan starts a slow explanation. Nynaeve jumps in. I tracked him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. She knew what she was doing there, boy. She was, they got a kick out of that. Uh, then she, laughing, says, you warders are more fun than you look. Uh, so it Seems like they're having a good time. And then we have an I said, I come over. Then another. And they just start peeling away some of the warders. Because it's time.
0: There's a look. It's that bedtime. It gets, yeah. gets past, yep. yep. It's time to go. Little it's time.
2: bedtime. Nynaeve noticed this and says, but you serve them. Uh, boy, do I love this part of the episode. They all get quiet. One of the warders says, we don't. Stefan says, central line of the episode here. No bond is closer than an Aes Sedai and her warder. Not husband and wives. Not parents and children. Do you know what Aes Sedai means in the old tongue? Servants of all. It is they who serve the world. Nynaeve, what does that make you, Lan, proud? Oh! Oh! I about to cry in that scene. What? Man, that's such good writing. Um, and it really... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it um, fills out what I was already sort of suspecting about the Aes Sedai, particularly Moraine, mm-hmm. which is that a lot of what she, she's doing is, is very selfless. And Land notices that. And that's why he's he's not serving like serving her as like a, like sort of old man, like she's my king. It's she's helping everybody else. And I'm just assisting in that effort. Another guy says I'm tired. <laughs> um, and i think the tired thing gets worked into this sort of like hey it's it's your time for some ice to die time back in the tent yeah
0: um, and and it also i think it's the same guy that um i, I don't know if she said uh said like oh you're funny or something and and uh he, he he's like uh yeah, like every, you wouldn't expect everybody here to, to look like they're having a good time, but me, like you would. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just like I look, like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> look fun. fun. Yeah, I look fun. Yeah. Then
2: we see Alana come over and grab her warder. He's right. Both are warders. Yeah, <laughs> warders,
0: warders. <laughs> so, so also around them
3: uh, with her eyes
0: around the fire, they were friendly with each other. Uh, yeah, that, like we're one right. was like they're hanging on each other. Yeah, they're hanging on each other.
2: Yeah. Um, and they leave, and then uh, great question here from Nynaeve. <laughs> the three of them don't. Uh, Stefan just shrugs and laughs. Um, so I mean, the implication is yeah, they probably do. The yeah. three of them um, probably is a probably is a three three situation. Lance says he's getting a bit tired of himself, uh, tired himself, and he takes off. Nynaeve is left there trying to understand what the hell is going on here. <laughs> um, so I I in my ignorance in earlier episodes just posited okay pretty clear from what I saw at the time that the warder, uh, I said, I relationship is just, he's just protecting her. There's nothing sexual here. It's clear that in some of these relationships, it is sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, it would seem to me by what Stefan explained that the sexual part of it is very secondary, that if they're, if they're truly closer than mothers and children and husbands and wives, then the fact that they have sex in a tent at night is like almost secondary. I mean, that, that, that's a, that 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 is not what drives the relationship. It what drives the relationship is that their are warder eyes to die and that they are that close with each other. Some right. of them choose yeah. to have sex with each other. That's their choice. And that, you know, you can work mm-hmm. jokes in, it's funny. Maybe it maybe it helps pass the day, right? But ultimately that bond is the closest thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair read. Um then uh cut to land going into the tent with Moraine. Um <laughs> Lan, he's ten years old. He's ten years too old at least. Is he as strong as Egwene? So he's talking to her like, what the fuck is this guy? Like this guy really screwed everything up for them, right? Like this... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we thought mm-hmm. we had this thing figured out with these four, especially Egwene. She's pretty strong. What the fuck with this guy? And Moraine just, just throws her hands up in the air. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know.
3: I think this is like seeing Moraine, very dramatic. Like, this is her dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this yeah. is... We got 10 out of 10 nice for a moment. And yeah. This is 10 out of a 10 drama.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lan dreams Trollocs the Dark One isn't after Loghain. Moraine says perhaps he is, but she doesn't think the Dark One has any more idea of who the Dragon is than they do. I don't think he knows either. I think we're all just shooting in the dark here. Lan hilariously says he doesn't know if that's terrifying or comforting. <laughs> I think that's a pretty pretty good read, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good line. Moraine, we lost them. 20 years we hunted and we lost them. Lance says, I lost them. Moraine says, your loss is your mind and mine are yours. Moraine holds his hand. And Lance seems to not be like, it seems like he just sort of straightens up like stiffs. He doesn't hold her hand back. He does. He's not like affectionate back to her. And he says, I shouldn't have had a drink. You always get emotional when I drink. And she smiled. Couple things going on here. One is that the bond is so strong that if like one gets inebriated, the other one feels it and is affected. Mm -hmm. So that that's going back to what I was talking about before. They have this like innate like connection to each other that like goes beyond some sort of like physical relationship, right? Yeah. He has a drink and she's affected. So we want that 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 is being shown to the audience, right? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: And 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 so I would say there's almost like a physicality to the relationship that's very different from sex because we also. know that uh, the pain that Mor- uh, Moraine feels, Land feels too. Yeah, yes, we got absolutely. that in the and last so, episode. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> so now
3: we know it goes both ways.
0: Like, at least some things go both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I'd like to point out something waters. here. Um, why?
2: So it seems to me that some of these guys and uh, some of these warders in the ice that I have a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that Land is not interested in that with Moraine. It does not appear that he wants, yeah. he's not, he does not Even seem, when she's feeling a little tipsy even when and she's maybe a little, a little, tipsy, a little more handsy hand. than she would be. He just yeah. kind of cuts it off. And it makes me think that maybe what we're getting here is, does he, does he have this, is he Moraine's warder? Of course he is. Mm-hmm. And he's locked into that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's super interested in a sexual relationship with Moraine. And that might open the window to, I don't know, Pfft, somebody just met named Anif. Pfft, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that's kind of what we're setting up for here. And I'll talk more about that in my theory time. But that's so kinda
0: so was the read at. that you got that Moraine was sort of going that way a little yeah. bit plan? Okay.
2: Absolutely. I think she... Just
1: think, in that moment, yeah. I think that we are... Okay. That there is a little bit of the, like I said, the sort of like she is now feeling a little tipsy and like...
2: Marine's things happen stiff. and yeah. yeah we know marines is stiff right <laughs> she's a hard worker yeah. she she had she heading her work all the time i'm not sure if she wanted a sexual relationship with land it would be like woo, top off girls going wild let's do this thing i think it would be more subtle it would probably be what we just saw and it seems to me the land's not interested in that and that probably sets up for some interesting dynamics that we might get down the road with these two maybe naive maybe someone else i don't know um, but it certainly doesn't appear that like she goes to the campfire and is like land, let's go. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's happening. So
3: I was trying to remember, and maybe you guys remember um, when they look at each other like that had a very like and they kiss. You
1: did it have and, a and little bit of that feel to and, each other, yeah.
3: And it was like ah, uh, this didn't is happen. not not a thing that's happening. And but I think I that remember who looked away first. Oh, I don't, I don't remember either. I think that could give some insight into yeah. He
2: did. He okay. absolutely did. Okay. So, yeah, I was watching that close. He, she was giving him signs. She was she her. She held the gaze longer. She held her hand on his longer, and he put he like stiffened up with the hand. He looked away with the gaze, and that's when he said, "I shouldn't shouldn't have had the drink." You always get emotional mm-hmm. when I drink. I just got strong vibes that um, he's not interested in that with her for whatever yeah. reason, uh, and that I think we're gonna get more to that later. But I I also don't want our listeners to get hung up on like the sexual relationship of the of the um the warders and the and the ice eye, I, I really think that they threw that in as a sort of like well this is the reality like these people pal around all the fucking time they're mm-hmm. with each other a hundred times like all the time 365 yep. it's gonna happen. things happen this is and like that why is...
1: office relationships become a thing right but
2: but i think it's even more than that right yeah there because they because they're so linked up and they're so close yeah. but i don't think it prohibits land from being a very good warder for Marine. yeah Cut to the tinker party. Wow. We're getting a real party now. The music's playing. They're dancing. Everybody, Gwynn seems to be having a great time here, I'd like mm-hmm. to point out. She's just dancing, spinning, doing her thing. She's dancing with Aram. Uh, she's trying to get Perrin to dance. Shocker, he won't do it. Uh, he's, not, he's not wanting what, to dance. What, Perrin? A <laughs> stick in the mud? Uh, no. No. But, well, but, but, he, but it's, it's not that he doesn't appreciate them, right? Yeah. Um, uh, he does seem to. He, he doesn't want to dance, but he does seem to kind of appreciate what's going on a little bit. I got a smile from Parent. A uh, look around, uh, a little bit of contentment, maybe. Hopefully. Um, and I'm I'll tell you, I'm, I'm an Aguin Parent Shipper. Establish this. I think right. in episode three of yeah. our pod, yeah. uh, maybe two, even. Yeah, two Yeah, Aguin yeah, Perrin. Parent. I'm a shipper. Right. Yep. Staying on that. Why? Because I'm a consistent podcaster. That's okay. right. I'm consistent. I would also like to say that there's room in our world for Aguin Aram shippers. There's yeah. room. There's room. Okay. I, I mean...
0: Do you think it could not... We, we, multiples? we have multiples. Yeah, could be. Already. Yeah, we Absolutely. just got
1: that established in episode.
2: Both, though, much better than a Egwene Rand. Egwene then asked Aram about the song. Aram sort of huff and puffs, shrugs, and then he explains that some think there was a song that got lost in the last breaking. The breaking was when the dragon came along and broke the world. Yeah. The song got lost. And if they can only find it again, people will live in peace and happiness the rest of their days. Aguin susses out that Aram doesn't believe this based mm-hmm. on his body language and how he tells the story. And he says, look, I believe in a lot of things, but only old fools and children believe in the song. Aguin, looking around, are you sure you haven't found it already? Um, really great line and shows her her sophistication. Of saying like maybe you guys have already found sort of happiness here with this life you live the way of the leaf the dancing at night the you know like traveling around taking seems care a pretty of chill life yeah mm-hmm. it seems pretty great here um cut to isla uh she tells perrin that she uh, honors him by doing work uh to help out one of the wagons right basically um you're you are helping us and in doing the work you're honoring us and we appreciate that perrin looks around sees one man with
0: Tear tattoos? Was that prison tear tattoos? Woman. I think it was a woman, and I think it was like a scar. A scar, yeah. but sure. Look, yeah.
1: Look like, yeah, it did. Look yeah, it looked like the te- <laughs> yeah. the gangster tear tattoos. I mean,
0: not too far not off, off. Yeah, I mean, like we do find out that she killed people, so no. so yeah.
2: Whatever it is, Perrin seems to think it's indicative of not being the way of the leaf. Um, Isla, I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep screwing this up, but whatever. Isla explains that he was a hired killer. She was a hired killer. Mm-hmm. She she was a hired killer. Uh, those who renounce violence know it's evil all too well she explains that there is only one way to end violence everyone everywhere has to stop and it'll take time Perrin asks her if she really thinks that's possible she basically gives a rocky four if I can change you can change we all can change (laughs) speech Uh, Perrin points out that if she's right she won't live to see the peace ah Perrin but the wheel but the wheel Perrin (laughs) but the wheel don't forget I love my people, but I don't do this for them either, she says. Perrin, well then who do you do it for? She explains that she had a daughter once. This tragic story, Aram's mother. Uh, he doesn't even remember her. Aram doesn't even remember her. But one day she went out foraging and a bandit stumbled upon her. She had no gold, she had no jewels, nothing of value except her life, and when she found her, she could tell that they'd killed her for sport. I sat with her body for hours, just staring at the broken spear in her chest, trying to work up the courage to grab it and hunt them down. Perrin asked why she didn't. She says she wanted revenge. Perrin I'm kind of confused by this answer potential line of the episode real high up here mm. what greater revenge against violence than peace what greater revenge against death than life Ah, oh, hit you in the heart good stuff she says she couldn't protect her girl in this turn of the wheel but maybe one day whenever everyone when she knows is gone the wheel will turn out her daughter's soul and i'll do what i can now to forge a better life for her when that happens so basically if i can improve the world small I can change two people's minds. They change two people's minds. On and on and on. Pyramid. we create The a-
1: nicest pyramid scheme <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Give me that multi-level marketing. I'll, I'll boss save that I shit. I can
2: sell yeah. some leggings to you Let's and you zoom. can sell yeah. them to your neighbor.
0: Everybody you to, will wear Everybody legs. comes <laughs> into the, the peaceful yeah. world of yeah. the way of the leaf. And mm-hmm. then
2: eventually when her soul gets kicked back out we have through a the wheel. Great pile of leaves. Then the world will be a little better place, and maybe she'll have a better run of it the second go around, mm-hmm. or the tenth, or the fiftieth, or whatever it is. I just like to say that, like, I like this idea of like the wheel, like that, like that would be kind of like that'd be kind of nice if that's how things really worked. Like, you know, if your soul got spit out, like, so I don't know. I think it's a pretty, um, pretty chill, pretty calming way to, to view eternity and, and the world. And I, I imagine that's a, the draw for some people to this series is that it's kind of like a cool, cool concept mm-hmm. about how the world mm-hmm. works. Um, cut to Eguine and Aram. Aram asks her, uh, "Where, where, where is he? Where's this guy who's got your heart? Um, have you lost him? Eguine says, no. She says, uh, he, I haven't lost him. He's right over there. He's, he's working on a wagon.
0: <laughs> he's got that wagon wheel, yeah. Maybe you've met.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, he said
2: he's that guy who wouldn't dance. He uh, <laughs> just fixed your wagon. Eguine uh, says, no. She says, uh, I'd know if I'd lost him. Aram, you know, we leave the wagons when we turn 20. To live in the world for a while to see if what we were born into is what we choose. Some farm, some set sail, some even take up arms like here. So, a little Rumspringer situation
4: yep. uh, mm-hmm.
2: for these guys. So, these are pacifists who have Rumspringer when they turn 20, they can go out into the world, smoke a little meth, and figure out if they want to come back <laughs> to build wagons and make butter Free for barns. all of yeah. the <laughs> tourists. Uh, and they can figure out if that's the life that they really want.
0: We'll see if they have any good cheese that the. Uh take <laughs> ticker <took> wagons <laughs> Gween asks uh, how many come home
2: Arab most of them do but not all the leaf doesn't fight the wind basically if they want to go they can go that's that's part of it Steel. we're not going to we're not going to pull them back forcefully and sometimes the wind blows away from the tree they sit and look at the stars cut to Matt sleeping how old do you think Aramis? is I think he's younger than a Gween. okay I mean the actor isn't but they kind of make him seem that way and that and and Isla, she's, like, young to be a grandmother. Yeah. I'm going to say he's, like, maybe a couple years younger than... I I guess I I just wanted
0: to know if you thought he had went on his rumspringer or not. Oh, uh, no, I don't think he has. Do you all think he has? I I don't think so. I mean, because I think he... I don't know that he's made his decision. Just because, like, of how Mm -hmm. he feels about the song and, like, how he... I kind
2: of thought he was telling her that, like, hey, I could get out of here with you. Like... (laughs) I got, I got, you, I got yeah, a shot. Yeah, yeah. I could That just was it my,
1: there. yeah, my read was that he was like, is really like right on the cusp of doing it, and was like, hey, yeah. this might be. I could go
2: with, it. yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, if you're a queen, not a bad, not a bad call. I mean, if you're really not going to do the parent thing, I mean, <laughs> Rand's an asshole, and you don't know, you don't know where he's at. I mean, maybe, maybe take a run at this Aram guy. I think it's not a bad call. <laughs> at least let him join your, your keep your options Rand. open. You, you Aram Perrin, that'd be a good, good three. Three folks to to go about the world. Um, Get a,
0: lock in her warders early.
2: He'd be helpful, I think, as they go about trying. I mean, to... But,
0: but a wave of leaf warder would not be really helpful. So uh, I don't know.
2: No, I, th- I think just trying to get to the tower he'd be helpful I think he seems to know a lot about how the world works Maybe more Yeah,
0: more like a, a guide and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. I really
2: wasn't going for sexual there I was really going for I just felt like he would be
4: helpful <laughs> okay. he <would> yeah. <laughs> no I'm
2: serious yeah. I thought he would just be helpful to their group like if like if anything else like yeah like come join yeah. us and then when they meet back up yeah. with Rand and Matt and them Aaron would be a good person to have I mean around. he's also yeah.
0: clearly seen a lot more of the world than yes. any exactly. of our yes. yeah. group yes. and, and you know
2: like when she's like yeah we're actually from whatever and he's he, like that, yeah no, you're uh, not <laughs> i mean that shows a, a knowledge about different areas yeah. and the people and the cultures Seems mm-hmm. like a smart guy he yeah. knows where
0: tarvalon is he he sounds like he might have been there before mm-hmm. like you know she might be under the same naive assumption that that rand is that all roads lead there so but we'll get there eventually
2: cut to matt sleeping but his eyes are open it, this is weird right how he's sleeping I this mean, is not a normal way of sleeping i
3: thought he was supposed to be just laying there you know yeah not like, able to sleep
2: like they're I, I took it as he was in some sort of trance
1: one way or the other it's bad fucking vibes
3: yeah he looks real sketchy
2: yeah absolutely Rand wakes uh or maybe he's awake all the time i don't know but he at least gets up and he turns over and he says well, look I'm, the light's on, he says so. i'm here you know that right no matter what happens i'm here Matt doesn't react to this, so again, I, I it sounds like you it sounds like your read on it, uh, Bree, was that he was awake. Matt was just lying yeah. there, you know. A bit before I took it as he was in some sort of like halfway middle ground. Okay. Either way, he doesn't react, right? right. So mm-hmm. we don't know how he feels about Rand telling him.
0: I mean, I think that, that this is also a super like emotional thing that Rand is doing, and I think that other than around children and and maybe like. People around his sister's yeah. age, he's he's nowhere near as uh, friendly and effusive and and you know willing to play back with you know that emotional ask and like that's sort of the stonewalling that he's doing. Like I'm not comfortable with this, but like I guess that yeah.
1: Well, but- maybe, but I just want to point out. Sorry, I just want to point out very quickly that like we did, we did get a scene the scene of Matt and Perrin um where matt was like very willing to engage in a sort of like
0: emotional bro-y relationship but that was him offering right
3: sure yeah so- i'm just
1: saying that we don't have like a complete yeah. blank slate for that That's being right. the but, case but
0: when when perrin was offering him money in i think episode one mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay i'll take it it wasn't like an oh thank you so much i really appreciate it like it was it's, like it was sure like it is an awkward situation yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely uh we cut to ran's dream He's walking, yelling for uh, Perrin, and we, he sees Perrin hammering a body, just p- p- over and over again, pummeling. He sees Matt with blood on his hands. We see Eguine being taken by what looks like to be the eyeless, maybe? Eguine, maybe uh, a, a fade? I think that's mm-hmm. what was getting Eguine in this dream. Ran Did it wake- look
3: similar to previous dreams that we've seen?
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of. The, the fire eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's I think same so.
3: same dude, or personage.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I'm equating that with the fade the, the guy with the weird eyes
0: so another name for the fade is the eyeless. right okay
2: uh, but I'm still equating what we're seeing the thing that that, that entity yeah, in yeah. the dream I'm equating that with this thing we're about to see in real life okay is that I don't know if that's fair or not
3: you do you man yeah well no I, but i mean we if i'm if, I'm, if it's a did. if it's
2: a it's a massive misread we need to say for the audience but if if it's just we don't know yet in the story then we can I continue we don't
3: know yeah so i think it's, yeah. it's fair to say the only thing that we have seen in in life not in the dream that matches that is the fade but i think leave your options open that yeah. it might not be
2: okay all right i think that's a good thing to just keep in mind Rand wakes up tom is holding him he says all right i got you i got you Rand says where's matt and they run inside, see the farmer dead, wife dead. They see Matt. Matt does not look normal. He Mm-mm. looks very strange here. His his eyes are not fully open. His mouth is a, a little bit open. And he's just sort of uh, like sitting there. And of course, the we all infer, because he has a dagger in his hand also, we all infer that he has killed the farmer and the, and the wife. And then he says, I see you. And then we see a fade up in the attic, basically, of this little farmhouse. And it looks like Matt. Is hunting the fade, and then I just took that to mean he didn't. Matt didn't kill the farmer and the wife. The fade did, and Matt was in there after the fade. That's my read on that situation. And what Sarah. we see
1: when Matt points the dagger up at the fade is the dagger doesn't have any blood on it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. So I think Matt was there chasing the fade uh, after the fade had had already killed the yeah. farmer and the wife.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he, he was also sword, sword. has blood. Yeah,
2: on that.
1: and the and Matt at the when he's first there, he also has the black. Mm-hmm. As he's been, as if he's been throwing up again. On so face.
2: Uh, maybe Matt is in in getting up and getting out, getting out of his dream state and going after this
0: fade is doing a small bit of channeling here, maybe. Um, so I will point out that we did get, I think, in episode one that at least Lan can sense uh, shadows well, like he, yeah. he could sense the fade.
2: Yeah. Okay, and so do we think that Matt maybe could sense him? I mean, is that why?
3: I think that's an open question. Okay. Or if his dream that had taken
0: him and I just in want to there. I know the you're careful yeah.
2: with spoilers, but you can throw out, like, general concepts.
0: Yeah, like, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, like, that, that Matt was hunting him and, and knew where the Fade was. Like, we've seen that before. Like, there, yeah. there are people that, that seem to have this sense.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, then... Uh, oh, and did yep.
3: you know, or did you notice that the, the horses and the sheep are all, like, baying or brain and winning whatever before they go and find the fade yeah they're freaking so out too, it's yeah. similar to like when they were back up at ryan's cabin and the horses going nuts
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it seems like the
2: horses maybe Something even could tell it's not something's right, right. Yeah. yeah and if anything they, they i mean the the violence in the home right probably sure right. yeah um tom screams it's a fade and tom tells Rand to get Matt out of there and let's get ready to rumble. We got Tom versus fade one-on-one, 1v1. He pulls out like, I don't know, six daggers. He has (laughs) a lot of daggers, this guy Tom. And he's just, he's willing to part with them because he's just flinging them at the fade and they just go one-on-one. And then we see Tom, uh, or see Matt uh, and Rand take off as they're stumbling to leave. Matt sees the young girl dead. It pauses. Rand almost has to pull him away from her body. Mm -hmm. They get on the horses. They take off. And then they leave Tom there. So it it remains to be seen who won the battle, Tom v. Fade.
0: So one of the things that I think is uh, important to note is this is the first time we've seen anybody confront a Fade. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. the power of the Fade because Tom throws a dagger full force. And we've seen that can go through somebody's neck. And just grabs it out of the air.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fade can, fade can rumble. They yeah, can fight.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting to me that Tom feels like he can take it on.
2: Why Why does Tom notice, hey, it's a fade. I'm going to fight this thing. It doesn't seem to me that a lot of characters in this world would have that reaction. It seems yeah. to me like a lot of them yeah. would run. Why does he feel like he can take it one-on-one? And obviously we leave without knowing the result of that fight. I'm going to guess Tom beat the fade. That's why I was just throwing it out there. I think we're going to see Tom Maryland again. We're going to see that he actually took down the fade, probably 10, 9 rounds. It was probably close, but he probably took him down. Well, I'm getting a lot of head nods. Wait to find out. A lot of yeah. head nods here. I must be broaching into some book territory. So
1: Non-committal head nods. No yeah. one's making eye contact. Yeah. That's. Uh, but I think one thing
2: we can talk about is that... Um, Matt Matt having a tough episode because when he sees the little girl yeah, sees yeah. the little girl dad he really is struggling and he also seems to be struggling with whatever's going on with channeling or whatever just a bad bad time for him. He's also dad. dropped the doll in yeah, the farm yeah. before yeah. they leave. Anything yeah. else on this scene? The farmers RIP. RIP. all right Okay, cut to the next morning and Eve is watching land. She does a lot of that this episode. She does a lot <laughs> of that in general. She likes to watch land. She follows him. Cut to the cave and Leandrin is standing watching Karini. Um, uh, approaches her and says uh, hey look you've talked to everybody else you plan on talking to me basically you're doing a lot of, of gossip here Leandrin mm-hmm. you can talk to me um, basically uh, I think part of what she's asking is you know you've been talking about gentle in the sky and we need to talk about you know your plan there and maybe a marine too and, and all that stuff uh, Leandrin uh, shoots her a look and says it's far harder to keep a shield on someone than to break out of it hmm interesting it's harder to keep a shield on than it is for that person to break out of the shield. Yeah, she just something to know. She points out, uh, you know, it looks effortless. Uh, she points out that they have hundreds of miles to the White Tower. Ask her, do you really think uh, they can keep this up the whole way? Well, uh, when she, sorry, earlier she said he looks effortless. That's mm-hmm. what she's pointing yeah. out. Is that Loghain? It looks effortless to Loghain, what he's doing right now. This is a lot of work for us. We got a long ways to the White Tower. Do you really think we can keep this up the whole way? She throws out that, hey, you know, if he broke out of it, uh, then we would have, I guess, all of the probable cause we would need to go ahead. uh, And the three O's would allow us to gentle him. Karini says, the woman of the White Tower have stood for thousands of years. And the reason for that is that they have paws and they stick to them. Quote, and you, a red, should be the one reminding me of that, not the other way around. So really putting Leandra in her place there. So again, the red being sort of like the person who interprets, I guess, and enforces
0: the laws to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, I mean that's where I was going, sort of, with the MPs. Yeah, uh, like you know, they doing their best to make sure everybody's on on, uh, on the right path.
2: We see a cutaway to Logan during this, and we hear his whispers. So, I that 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 stood out to me because I thought if they truly have a blanket on this guy, would he really be hearing the whispers? Like I, that's when I thought maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe he's he's more in control than it seems or at least not completely blanketed in the way that they think he is. Uh, right as we cut to the land, um, uh, who appears to be um, praying, and he sees Nynaeve walk up. She asks him what he's doing, and he says the ritual for his people. Quote, seven times for the seven towers of Malkir.
0: Malkir, yeah. For the
2: home we lost, the home we shall find again. In this life or the next? When the wheel spits us out in the next. I'm I'm starting to figure all that out. philosophy here. Absolutely. Lan pours some water on the ground. She asks him if he prays often. Quote, when I need to. That's pretty much how everybody prays. Pretty much how praying Praying just generally works for humans. Nynaeve leans down, kisses her hand, touches the ground, and speaks some old tongue. Lan says, I know you speak the old tongue. And she says, I don't. Apparently, it's just something she remembers because it's the last thing her parents ever said to her when they hit her in the cellar during an attack on her village. She said she used to say it when she was scared. Lan said, why do you stop? And she said, well, people don't go to Wisdoms for their ignorance. I didn't know what it meant, so I'm not <laughs> going to say it. Like, I kind of sounds stupid, I guess. And Lan's like, well, do you want to know what it means? Nynaeve looks interested and nods. It's the last, it's what the last king of Manethrin said to his wife. Before the battle, they knew they'd lose. We shall go into the land so our children can always hold us and we'll never be alone. Nainith listens, nods, and starts to tear up. I think she's appreciative here of Lan. Um, I think she got a thing for Lan, but I also think she's appreciative of him translating what, what her parents had said to her. Uh, she says, you're not exactly what I thought you were, a Mandragon, and what was that? A lapdog with two legs. <laughs> Snap! <laughs> Lan, well, you're exactly what I thought you were, and what is that? Before he has a chance to answer, we hear something off in the distance, and here it comes, folks! Ah! Oh, man, the last 15 minutes of this episode are fire. Karini feels her ward starting to be attacked and she says it looks like his army didn't run home to their mothers after all. And that's all the, I guess, all of the, the sort of foreshadowing media of what's coming. Basically, Logan's army did not leave. Yep. Yep. They are coming they and they are attacking. They mm-hmm. found them and they are attacking. Cut back to land, Karini and others, and they look up and a torrent of arrows are coming their way. And Al- 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 Alana? Alana.
4: Mm-hmm. Alana. Alana.
2: Yep. Alana stops them, holds them. Man, it would have been helpful in the Battle of the Bastards to have these. <laughs> <laughs> that she just whoosh, she just holds holds all of the spears right there. Um, there's a Yoda does something very similar in the Clone Wars. It's like a, a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Like it it really does give me force vibes, this ability to like catch things mid-air yep. yeah. and like redirect yeah, yeah. them. Yep. I mean, that's very, very good parallel right there. Um, cut back to Leandrin and Karini. Uh, Leandrin says well, no army can get by seven full sisters why are we we don't even need to worry here <sighs> we'll go right as she says this Loghain's eyes open and he uses the one power to blow them back so I want to pause here I have questions yep. <laughs> I have a lot of fucking questions so <laughs> here's what it seems to me and I'm going to do a round robin here starting probably I'm going to start with Bree oh, it God. seems to me that Loghain the, the blanket they put on Loghain he was sort of letting it happen and as soon as he wanted to kick out of that damn thing, he was able to do so with a snap of his fingers. He not only kicked back the blanket, he threw them into a wall and knocked him unconscious. So it seems like he was just waiting for his army to find him and to make his move. So he could presumably get reconnected with his army and they could either take over the Aes there or leave. Is that what your read was?
3: No, I think that's pretty much accurate. I think one question that I have is, you know, very early on we have and when we first meet Logain we have Leander and say, I've blocked his ears with weaves of air, so he can't hear anything. Well, it seems like he heard knows, somehow was able to identify that that his army was near. So that mm-hmm. to me is a is a question of did he have those ear you know, the ear blocks or not.
2: I think he certainly didn't and he, I think he certain I think he, he was able to tap into the one power enough to know what's going on like a long way away from him. Like Well, but he'd also just heard them be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, maybe uh, are dinging
3: on yeah. the
0: wards.
2: Yeah, maybe. BJ, what was your read?
0: Um I, I think that that he noticed that there was a lapse in and how they're interacting with him. So like he yeah, saw them focusing mm-hmm. on something else. That like the words are broken. So he he I I think that they
2: You think are, it was a bum rush the door situation and he just got through this time.
0: That I, I think that's a possibility. I like. I don't think it's clear in the show, mm-hmm. like what exactly happened. But I think this is one of the possibilities where, like, they're looking outside the cave, and he's just like, "This is my chance. I'm gonna, you know, bum rush the door." Okay,
2: so this is where, like, you you read a lot of fantasy, way more fantasy than me. You know this story <laughs> really well. I think I watch more television than you. Yes, and I can tell you that I think what they're trying to portray—I could be wrong. Absolutely, yeah. could be wrong. But I strongly think what they're trying to portray here is that Logan was Logan was toying with them, and that he was able to break that ward anytime he wanted. And it, the reason I think that is because of the force in which he did it. Right, and, and
0: so it, I don't disagree with that. I, like I, I think he he, I think he might have been able to do that anytime. time but i think that he knows that this might be a time to do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's doing yeah. it now because yeah. of his army coming, right. right? And i think i think Bree was onto something. Maybe he was just here, maybe he just heard, yeah. oh, the army's yeah. here. It's mm-hmm. my time. But the fact that he could just blow blow them out like that? Like that was a point where i kind of stopped and I was like, first of all, Lee's power rankings, Moraine is number 1. But do I need to like get? A, do I need to be a little low gain sympathetic here? Do I need? Maybe I need to get on this yeah. guy's side because holy shit, he mm-hmm. looks like he's stronger than all of these people. Yeah, um, I thought he might have a real chance here to, to make a move because that, that that display of power blew me back. So it blew well, them back.
0: <laughs> f- um, and you know. Uh, just before we, we go to you Sarah for, for your reaction uh, I think a good likening of the shielding is having like somebody tied up or like tied yeah, to a mm-hmm, chair for sure, and so instead of actually like tying knots they're holding it and so it takes a lot of effort over periods of time um, and so like he might have been testing a little bit before and so that's what they thought his strength was and and now like he's using his full strength
2: yeah, I, I, compl- yeah that, that I think that that Rope thing is good, but I, I just got the impression that whatever ropes they had on him, he could have easily... He was t- he was toying with him. He could have broke through at any point. Sarah, what would you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that... Like, I, I think that he clearly knew in that moment that now was the moment to go. Mm-hmm. What makes me think that perhaps he was, like, feeling something... Maybe he heard them talk about it. That seemed like a very specific moment to go. Maybe he was, ta- like, kind of tapping into something else, like feeling his army coming into the picture in yeah. some way. And the only reason that I kind of, I think that might be be part of it at least is because while he could very easily get, I don't know, I'm really struggling with the, like, could he hear or could he not thing. Like, that's where my real point of contention, because like, there is a possibility, if you're rightly, that he just could have heard everything they were saying throughout the entire time he that he all. was in prison there. And yeah. that's really interesting and (laughs) yes concerning yeah
2: i mean my my read was that he 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 could have left he could have broke out at any point he heard him the whole time yeah like i thought he was fully in control the whole time after he did this
1: and i wonder if that's like part of the reason why in the dialogue they've written they put so much emphasis on the weaves of air oh we know the weaves of air that Um, you know, are keeping him from hearing or working because obviously they're working. Well, we seem to be in a situation where nothing was really working. So like, this could be a real problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that, that, that they could not put a blanket on him, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or shield on him. I think they proved that they can. Right. It's just that the effort that they were using before was not enough. And, and I think that, that he didn't want, to, didn't want to really show that it wasn't enough until mm-hmm. he wanted to make his move.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, cut back to the cave, uh, or cut to Steppen, actually, and he says they need to get back to the cave to Logan. The army makes a run at them, and Alana throws the arrows back at him. Pretty baller move there. They retreat into the woods, and the sisters start using one power, left and freaking right. It's just one power all <laughs> over the place, to fight them off. It's a lot of them. They're coming from all over. Uh, it's a lot for for the viewer to watch here. But what we get what we get, is that they're overrun. It's more than they expected. And yes, the sisters can, the Aes Sedai, can use the one power to fight off armies. And they are doing it. But it's more, and it's a more committed army maybe than they expected. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this is a very, I mean, the king himself is in the front line. Willing to die for this. Yeah. Logan's army is really committed and maybe more so than they expected. We also do get to see, though, the warders fighting and they can they ball out of control, too. They they fight really hard and it's uh it's really fun to watch. We also see Nynaeve fight. Uh, somebody comes upon her and Nynaeve knifes somebody, uh, yep. right up in the gut. So she gets into the action, too. Cut back to the cave and the cage disintegrates. <sighs> is that that's a that's and the note was in the It melts it. He melts the cage right around him, completely goes away. Loghain, ooh, 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 shake it off, shake it off. Ah, uh, He's ready to go, he's ready to battle. Let's do this. And then Moraine walks in and I think, go away, Moraine! That's what I'm screaming <laughs> at the television. I'm like, you don't want to mess with this guy. Holy shit, he's so powerful, you don't realize it. But what we, the Watcher, don't realize is that she's not there to fight him. She's there to talk to him. She doesn't seem particularly scared of him. She says, the others will be here soon, so we don't have much time to talk. And that's when I knew, okay, she's she, well, she's doing a little fact-finding here. She says, why should I believe you're the Dragon Reborn? And I think his answer, God, is fascinating because he thinks he's got a great answer to this. He really does. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, um, I can hear them all when I channel. I hear all of the old dragons, uh, all the ones that came before me. And they are teaching me. They're teaching me how to do better than they did uh, because I'm the Dragon Reborn. They're, they're, kind of, they're coaching me through this thing. And isn't that, you know, what the, the wheel wants us to do is to always be spit out a little bit better than we were the last time, which I, I kind of assumed maybe is the case. And Moraine cuts him down in the same way uh, she kind of did the, the sort of like uh, go into teacher mode. She did when they were singing that song. They didn't understand. And she's <laughs> like, let me let me explain to you a little bit about monethrin. She kind of goes into it with him and she says the wheel doesn't want anything any more than a river or rain can want something. It's people who want. Implicit in that, it's you, Loghain, who wants, yep. not the wheel. He walks closer to her. Well, what do you want? Moraine says, at this point, she sees the other sister stirring. She knows they're about to do a, a counterattack here. And she says, I want you to know that the voices in your head, those are the whispers of madness. And as strong as you are, your power is a trickle. It's a pinprick of candlelight against, which, uh, the rage, uh, against the raging sun that will be the dragon reborn. And so here's what I get from that is that, she asked him, "How do you how do I know you're the Dragon Reborn?" And his answer was, "Well, I hear voices in my head that tell me how to do this dragon thing a little bit better than the last time." Mm-hmm. And she explains, "That's not how the wheel works. That's not how the being the dragon works. You're he-. And in that answer." She figured out no, you're just like the rest of them. You're powerful as shit, but you're just like the rest of them. You're just, you're just, you're just you just, you just, you just fell in the madness. Mm-hmm. You're just crazy. And mm-hmm. she explains that to him, and in weirdly enough, in a kind of nice way. She's like, dude, I just want you to understand, you're kind of nuts. And that's when <laughs> the other two pop up, and the three of them together. This is where we figure out that they can shield him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's everything they've got to shield. Yeah, it. yeah. it's not like we were doing before, where they could like you know hang out and like tell like stories and stuff. Like they right. they their arms are locked in. You see the one power actually this time, mm-hmm. and it goes on and it shields him. And he fights it hard. Yeah, he's fighting it very hard. Um, and uh, it, then we cut back to Steppen. Uh, or no, and, and as they're doing so, the the three that are that are doing this is Moraine, Leandrin, and uh, Karina. Right. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. And because when they put the the shield on him, he has a sort of what what seemed to me like a last ditch effort to fight back, and he shoots these like black arrows of it looks like one power or whatever, and it gets through the the the, the shield, which shows that to me that even when they're they're doing the hundred percent best they can, three of them all focused on this, he can still get something out of it, and when he does, all three come. One gets through to Karini, kills her. It looks like um, it looks like uh, Leandrin and Moraine were able to stop theo. So uh, so
3: Karini actually sacrificed herself to block the um, spears from Moraine and Leandrin. She sees oh, that's it not coming. What I read. Oh really?
0: That's yeah. not what I saw. Either. So 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 what I was thinking happened is that one, it's it's not the one power. It's the pieces from his uh, cage. That he tossed at them, and mm-hmm. so it's something that the physical that they have to stop, even if like they're containing uh, the one power from like him affecting like things outside. But they were of, black. Like, yeah, so they were so, so, by. L- l- so remember, like his cage was black. Or I thought it was to, gray. Um, but it was also melted. Anyway, so not a hundred percent on that, but that's like what what I was thinking. And so, but what we got previously was that Karini is like really worn down. Yeah. And so like while Leandrin and Moraine are fresher, they were able to stop That was my read.
3: I still think though, because she has this look where she she looks at Loghain and the things coming out of his shield and she's like, Oh shit. And yeah. I think she's the one who she's able to shield those two, doesn't have enough left to shield herself. So what mm. I
0: thought is like she didn't have enough energy to protect herself so she could either keep Loghain in his shield or protect herself and she's just like no like shielding Logan in this moment is more important than my life and we'll be able to to get it in and so so this is where we ask the audience all right folks listening
2: yeah go either leave a comment on your favorite podcast platform or go to MangumTalks.com or hit us up on twitter let us know what do you think right do you think karini sacrificed herself to save the other two or do you think that she was weakened already And that look that she gave was really just like, oh shit, they're stopping it. I'm not able to do so. And then, and then she died because I, I, my read was a little bit more of what, what BJ saw, but I, I, I took this scene to be, they were purposely showing us a lot of chaos. It was was a lot going on, a lot going on real quick. And there was a lot you could, you could infer either way. Sarah, what did you think of that?
1: I I, honestly, I was so confused in this whole scene that I don't have a cogent (laughs) opinion to to offer You just know she died. Yes. I I knew she was dead and Stefan was pissed. Like that's. Well, Stefan
2: not pissed. Stefan looks like he uh, has like a small stroke. Like it looks like it's to his core. It takes him. Um, I thought he was going to die right there. Uh, I thought they were setting it up where he would just like quit fighting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fall down. What we learn is that even when a warder loses their Aes Sedai, they don't necessarily die. He keeps fighting. He is yep. he's definitely affected, but he does keep fighting and he takes down a few more of the people in the army. So he yep, yes. he doesn't just completely give up like all hope is lost, right? Alana yells for them, Go to Loghain. I got this. I got, got, a, I got another. There's levels to this, yeah. <laughs> and there's another level I can go. My to. girl, yeah. Yes. There's another level I can go at. Shout out Charlotte Flair. There's another level <laughs> I can go to here. And so basically, when they leave, it looks to me like she just th- takes it up a level and she does something that, like, lifts up, I guess, the ground or the trees or something, and it just, like, rocks the fucking the yeah. army. And it seems to blow back the vast majority of the army, and the king dies in this process.
0: So they, they've been showing a little bit of this before, where there's, like, power tra- traveling underneath the ground and then, like, popping up and flinging uh, mm-hmm. some, some of the soldiers. Um, but I think before this, it's been, like, one per Ace of Die, and they've yeah. been, like, guiding it focus. and, and focused. Yeah. And she turns her back, and then like a wave, like a half yeah. circle comes out. It's such a top. badass
2: scene, and yeah. it, it, it it appeared to me like that that took out most of the army, um, or at least stopped them for yeah a long from, from time. Like continuing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, and they they all they all run back, right? And we see the king fall dead. So the mm-hmm. king, um, I think, um, what what do you call it? like an externality, maybe, or like. A, a uh, by, uh, sad byproduct of this whole thing. I mean, it seems like the yeah. king was not a bad guy. It just seems like he didn't have a real strong understanding of everything that was going on, and seemed to be convinced by this Loghain character, and then ended up sacrificing his yeah. life for mm-hmm. it, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, back Last in the back in the cave, Moraine and Leandrin are fighting to hold the ward onto Loghain uh, and Moraine warns Leandrin that she's pulling too much and that she'll burn out. Remember the conversation we had earlier where they the talk queen. about the Queen yep. of Menethrin yep. and how she drew too much of the power, which does destroy an army in this in this tale, but it burned her from the inside out. And I think Moraine is warning her of that. Moraine seems to have like a little like, like, like the, you know, like when you're, you're on an arcade game and you've got your life bars, <laughs> she seems like, to like over everyone's head, I think in her mind, she's got the life bar of the one power and she sees that the is getting in the red <laughs> yeah. uh, and she's, she's warning her. Right. And Leandra says, I don't care. Kill our sister. I will cut him down. So what we're seeing from Leandra in there is that she's got a temper that can be. While it's destructive for other people, it can also be self-destructive. It seems she mm-hmm. seems to really lose her head mm-hmm. at times, yeah. which is and problematic.
0: So I wanted to to say that we we got another connection to Manethran earlier that we did talk about, and so like I like that, that this is a through line that they have, mm-hmm. um, and also um, it was it was super quick. But when she was pulling too much of the one power, you could see like her yeah. veins like lighting mm-hmm. up, yeah. and not dissimilar to some of the things that you saw from Loghain when. You know, he was being shielded and/or trying to break out.
2: Yeah, it, it, like almost like uh, underneath his skin was like moving, or, or, or Leandrin, yeah, or and he he like, just, like, like jumping and moving, popping out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we see Stefan walk in. He sees Karini dead. He sees Maureen and Leandrin holding him, and he stupidly <sighs> freaks out. I don't know what he thinks he's going to accomplish here. It's a very, very dumb move on his part um and he runs toward Loganes and attempts to drive his battle axes into him so his, his axes do seem to go through the shield mm-hmm. that they have on him which is unfortunate it, it would be great if it didn't yeah. go through the shield because when it did go through the shield then he had he being logaine could shoot his one power into it because goes to what bj was saying earlier which is he needs something physical to attack them with mm-hmm. right and he ha- at that point he had the axe right and right. he was able to disintegrate the axe and blast it back out in almost like a grenade type fashion right yeah. like it's just like shards everywhere just yeah.
0: exploded yeah and so what i think they're doing with the shield is like one when it's tight to his body that means that he like can't affect Anything with the the one power, but when it's closing in he can affect everything that's still within. Yeah, like his, yeah. His his sphere. Level. Yeah, and yeah. so that wasn't completely closed and because it broke so, through yeah.
2: it was then it was in his sphere and he could he could affect yeah. it and then he, he Yeah,
3: so I do want to point out here that I'm not sure that Stebbins' actions were entirely Harebrained other than I mean obviously he's kind of gone mad because of the death of his I said I but he can't see any of those weaves that we're seeing so he he sees the two mm. eyes that I eye looking like they're shielding him and he's just standing there Loghain's just standing there so to me I think he actually thinks that Logan is shielded and he is powerless time is so How? how's the,
2: how's the viewer supposed to, to know that he can't see it
3: yeah what they
1: should have done is a, a flash to his perspective that yeah. in that yeah. moment and because without it, the I suspect because you're you're right yeah but There's the no way to know that. Tell, yeah, that's fair. Tell.
0: And yeah. so, so one of the things that they—it's a quick thing that they mentioned. That they definitely should have done that. That uh, Moraine says that um, we like you can't see the workings. Like she can't see the workings of meth. And mm-hmm. so, like that was awkward. And I think you're maybe supposed to extrapolate that it goes both ways that that men can't see what women do and women can't see what men do i
1: think that's too i think you might be right but it's too big of a no no way that you hold the viewer 97
2: percent are going to think that he can see what we see yeah Yeah. um even though i will pull one out that even if he couldn't see it i do think it's one of those situations of maybe let the eyes sit i handle this guy Maybe yeah. hang back because mm-hmm. this guy seems to be a real problem. He just killed Uri Sedai. Maybe let them deal with this guy. And,
0: um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of his other you know pieces of thinking might have been like he might be able to see the struggle at least, and he's trying to distract Logan because if Logan has to think about something else, it's going to be easier to shield him and get him under control, and doesn't realize. I suspect that Steppen is,
2: is a is a, a is a um a, a character you like in the books. We, we all like. I don't, him I don't in the think books?
0: he exists in the books. He doesn't exist
2: in the books. Okay, cause it seems to me like
0: you're. Yeah, I,
2: I, at this point, I don't even think the books have anything to do with the damn show. Because every time yeah. I ask a book <laughs> question, you guys are like, "Hey, not in the books So, but yeah, point, we're gonna have I mean, a weird, is, real is that, weird second part of this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is that you, you seem to be yeah. sympathetic to the action. But so, I mean, it, but I don't think that they were writing it that for us to be because even Lan yells, "No, don't do that." Yeah, to him. Yeah. yeah. Giving but the I viewer mean, the perspective that he shouldn't be doing it.
3: Right. No, I mean, agreed. But I think it also it it shows the strength of the bond that he and Karini had sure. and what some of the outcomes of that bond breaking could be.
0: Yeah. So okay. uh, what I will say is in the books, we do see instances of an Asa die-dying and like what happens to their water. And that's why, where I'm pulling like what his mindset might be. Oh, I,
2: I mean, I know that he's just out of his mind. I mean, I, he's absolutely out of his mind, but it's, it, I think as the viewer, we're supposed yeah. to think it's a stupid thing that he's doing. Yes. yes. Um, anyway... Whatever the whatever what happens is that this actually completely explodes, the shards go everywhere. It seems to hit pretty much everybody except Nynaeve,
4: yep. Right?
2: Um, Moraine gets it kind of in the like the maybe the side Psy- kidney yeah. area, yeah. maybe kidney. Let's hope it's kidney, not liver. Kidney, <laughs> um, everybody seems to be hit by this thing. Uh, it looks like Leandrin gets one kind of up near her chest area, but who gets it the worst is Land Land gets it right across the throat. Lan definitely dying,
0: yeah, blood definitely is dying, out. yeah, yeah. Um, D- seconds yeah. away from dying. He knows it, and I think Quentin Tarantino might have had a quick, quick input for <laughs> from this scene. Somebody called him up and was just like, Okay, <laughs> we need something to have. It's like, Oh, just have blood just spurting out of his neck. Like, let's let's Everybody do it. Will get it.
2: Yeah. They want you to know that he is dying, and as he lays dying, um, Nynaeve looks down and looks at him, and it seems to me. She thinks it can't end this way, like this can't, that that my, my, my story with this guy can't end this way. And she screams, no, no, no. And team seems to tap into the, the one power in a way that is completely uncontrolled. That is unpredictable. She didn't know what she was doing. It seems to shock Moraine a little bit. And in doing, in pulling the one power, we see it flow through her, her braids go straight up. There's this imminent blue light. It blows Loghain back and everyone in the room is healed not just land she heals everybody mm-hmm. i yeah. think i think and i don't know that this is supposed to be 100 clear i think she did that because she has grown very very fond of land in like a very very fond way and the, him dying is what she was upset about i don't think she was after healing moraine i mean no, i don't no. think she's yeah. against it no. but i don't think she was after she emanated that thing because she wanted land to live and she did and she she healed everybody And that really fucked up Loghain's plan. God damn. You know, Loghain's gotta be like,
0: what the fuck? I just had everybody. Like, I had just, like, pulled pulled it, you know, pulled victory out. Now I got Anakin
2: Skywalker here pulling
0: from the Force as
2: a six year old. Like, how the hell should I have predicted that?
0: And as hard as being
3: uncontrolled, I don't think she would have healed Leandrin. If she could have decided, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah.
2: Probably not. She just, but and this is something that Sarah pointed out to me as we were watching. I thought it was a really good point. Um, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say it for you. You say it when she tapped into the one power, the, mm-hmm. the danger there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, and we we just saw this with Leandrin um, when Moraine was saying, you know, you're drawing too much. You're 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 drawing too much here. This is really dangerous. You could burn out the vi- the scene of Nynaeve and the 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 blazing Apparently. sun yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that exactly. comes up you know the it is really there's a kind of knife's edge as a viewer there for a minute because mm-hmm. like there's a
2: real danger that danger she's that she's much. pulling too much and is gonna and is gonna burn absolutely out absolutely what they're going for.
1: um yep. especially because she she's never done this before she doesn't know that she can do this she yeah, this is wild just wild, wild in the world um that she could easily be drawing too much now the fact that she doesn't means I mean she must be and the fact that's that she can do all that happened without burning out is interesting yeah.
0: yes um but we do have a thread that we know that she can channel yeah we know she but can she channel. doesn't yeah. really what that yeah. that's that that's left. what i'm saying exactly. and she, and she no, doesn't 100% yeah. agree yeah
2: yeah, I mean, the, the, there's there, there's parallels to this in the Star Wars universe over and over again where <laughs> you have someone who's Force-sensitive who um, gets hyper emotional and in a scared situation and they tap into it in a way that's completely uncontrolled Maybe helpful in that situation mm-hmm. probably something yep. you don't ever want to replicate again yeah, yeah. you, you want to put a
1: clamp down on yeah, that. yeah and it quick, seems quick. like
2: moraine has that look like this is really helpful here but holy fuck like this is dangerous for her and maybe like she filed that away i'm going yeah. i got yeah. a, a few lessons yeah. i need to teach and i need yeah. Here later yeah
0: yeah um similar to a uh, a that that we had earlier where we like this is how you do it yes correctly yeah Safe. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah she's
2: gonna pull she'll pull an yeah. out in the woods <laughs> to, to look at a to do, look do at a, a, pull, a stone put yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah uh and here's this here's a part thing i want to talk about right because i've uh, to me the most fascinating person in this entire episode by far and away is Loghain. and when Loghain looks at her he first off he looks shielded he looks shocked he looks at her and he goes like a raging sun i took this to mean i want to do another round robin here i took this to mean he started to question himself
0: Yep. i like yes i
2: don't think maybe i'm not the dragon yes like the, yeah. i maybe yep. maybe the, i the, what i just saw here is way more powerful than what i could do yeah yep. and 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 it and it, it surprised me and and he's now questioning himself and of course when they all get healed that's when Leandrin goes, I've seen enough. Uh, girls, give me your power. And when and, and when she asks for it, even Moraine does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And yes. she doesn't look happy about it. We get mm-hmm. a couple shots from Moraine. She looks distressed that this is occurring, but she does connect to her to give... It looks like Leandrin needs the power of multiples to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And she does. She says to him, let the hand of the tower fall on you, Loghain Ablar, and take back... That which nature itself does not wish you to hold. With that, Loghain pulled into the air. You literally see the one power, which is like blackness coming out of him, being taken away from him, pulled from his body. He falls down to the ground, whimpering and crying. It seems to me that Loghain has been gentle and he's out of the picture.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, a good read. So I will say a couple of things that some one of the persons that works on the episode has commented on. Um which we is. We had a
3: discussion about. <laughs> we, we had a discussion.
0: We had a very long discussion about. Um, and so before I, I go into that, do you think Logan could see naive channeling? Yeah. Okay. And so, so yeah. what I will say is. That's that why you said like a raging sun. Somebody on, on, on the, the show said like she, he can't actually see her channel. And what I think that we're meant to.
2: why would say that? Think about the sun.
0: So so what I think happened is there was a ton of One Power going, and so we see, like, the dust getting lift up, and my guess is that the light that's coming from her isn't the One Power. Like, some of it is, some of it's the weaves, but, like, every time we, we've seen the, the One Power being channeled, it's in the, the these, uh, like, wisps of power that are being moved around, and this was just, like, a ball of light that just came from her. And so... I, I think that might have been like a distinction that we're, they were trying to kind of make, but something you know that that one of the people that, that consults for the show has said, which I think is super unclear because everybody else is just yeah. like, "No, like." Well, this she's so so he's saying, I mean, he, I mean yeah. you see the yeah. big
2: imminent thing, and then bang, yeah. and, and he says, "Like a raging sun." Yeah.
1: And as we've established, too, like even if that is what they meant to do, like we have not gotten enough. information like at all information to even know that what men aren't supposed to be able to see right exactly so yeah you know
3: people who had not read the books would not know that like hey other people are not able to see the
1: yeah because the show wasn't portraying that at all exactly they've got
0: some work to do and they basically just mention it casually so but i think all in all this was a really great scene
2: oh for sure
0: and yeah the, i mean it was in the far. tragedy of Logain. i
2: mean yeah like to to learn in that moment, it seems to me that he learns in that moment wow i'm not the dragon look at look at what the, like what she did somehow that connected to him that he's not the dragon reborn he probably in, took in moraine's lesson that what he was hearing was madness mm-hmm. and he got Gentle. c- gentled in the same moment just completely so, cut like, off. completely yeah. cut off and when you see him fall to the ground crying uh it seems to me like he he that lost so much of himself like I, I i was having this conversation with sarah like it'd be interesting to see do we see that character again or does he just fuck off into the wilderness um i mean presumably still an army but like i mean is the army really going to follow him if he can't tap into the one no. power probably not um but Especially with their kingdom, but i do too. think yeah. but i do think if they if they want to sh- if they want to uh, i don't know if they want to have this gentling thing be like an absolute like gravity in this world, right? Like if you get gentle, you absolutely hundred percent never can tap into the one power ever, ever again. If they want to do that, then they should just let Logan go off and and never be heard from again. But if they want to to test that, if they want to test to see maybe, maybe if you're super, super powerful, with it, you get gentle, you can get back into it or something. I don't know. Like if so, he's the person to do it with. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but if they want to, they have established this fucker was so strong he might be the one to test it a little bit mm-hmm. if they want to go that route. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will or not. But either way, what a tragic ending to my guy game. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Um, again, Moraine doesn't seem super happy about this turn of events. Stefan is holding Corrine. Um Lan holds his throat uh, as it's healed, just stunned at what's just occurred. They all look at Nynaeve. She seems a little embarrassed, but then we get the close-up comic book look on her face, and she seems very determined close-up of her face, is the last scene of the episode of Go." There's your recap. Oh, Good work.
1: Good nice. job on the recap. Yes. Once yes. again.
0: Had, yes. Very, yeah. very strong episode, uh, for sure. So, we let's, have the rest of our segments. Yeah, let's get to um, let's segments <laughs> get, two through ten. <laughs> through those. Um, so, I think we've had a lot of the theories and speculation. I think that maybe going forward, that's a great thing to just pepper in. Yeah. To the what recap. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Well,
2: um, yeah, I mean, I, I did weave in some of the theories and speculation, but I do have like a, like, like stuff of more yeah. well, stuff to predict. Okay. Like, yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, we'll have that okay. and then the the power, like we'll get to the power rankings, but right now we have uh, Tavern of the Week. Ah, and, what character uh, wins? Yes, the the, the the winning character. Oh and, God, what a so, tough one. So, yeah. Man. Um, I, I am... Gonna start out and and take the easy one because I want to see where other people go and say Logan.
2: See that's hard though, right?
0: Because of the tragic end. Because of the tragic end, and and um, you know, I but I think he's so fascinating because, and this actor does an amazing job because we get a lot of description in the books of what he's supposed to be like. And I think he really pulls it off. Like he's supposed to... So he's a it. character in the books? Yeah. yeah. He, 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 is <laughs> he is a character. Fair fucking question. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, he right. acts like that and it's You're supposed yeah. to get awesome. a sense awesome. that he's regal even when he's in his cage. Yeah. And like you get that. And, I did get that. Yeah. You get his power. You get everything about him. He has a super interesting story that is, you know, 20, 30 minutes if that of the episode and so i think he's fascinating i think the actor did an incredible job it, he he was the the character of the episode for me okay great
2: sarah
1: i think that that is a great choice that yeah. is perhaps the obvious that? choice yeah <laughs> but actually i'm just going my criteria for this episode is who did i just like the most mm-hmm. in this episode and i like i am in alana's camp Yep. A thousand percent. A I loved her. I loved her so much. Um, I loved that, and and you know, I talked about this a little bit during during our discussion earlier, but like she is the first of the Aes Sedai who really starts to humanize them as like, oh, they can be funny and like have pasts and stories and things like that. Yeah. Um her and her two warders, hilarious to me. Love everything about it. And then we get her in the fight scene, and Ooh, boy. My God. That a woman she can throw her. down. Like, yeah, that yeah. is that was really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um so I you know She's perhaps a dark horse for yes. the episode, but I I loved everything about her in this you episode. Pick.
2: She is a she is a boss out on the battlefield. Uh I'm gonna go Moraine. I know it shocks everybody. Um <laughs> uh, but here's my <laughs> justification for going so is this like Two out
3: of four episodes a year, like
2: boring. Absolutely. Well he's I mean it's a Logan. I mean like um, <laughs> I think I think Moraine because Here's, here's why, because she, first off, she shows selflessness with the other Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. even though she knows they're a little catty and how they talk about her. She establishes that when, with Alana, she goes, I'm, I'm sure they, are, they wanted you to do this to get information from me. She knows they talk about her behind their back, doesn't care. She's willing to be selfless to take the burden, even after she just dealt with that wound, just got out of bed, getting healed from that. She takes it on. And she does something she's not comfortable with. Obviously, it's very hard for her to, to put this this thing on him, yeah. uh, the shield on him. But she does it anyway. And then when he gets free, um, she doesn't lose her head. She doesn't go crazy like uh, Leandrin and say, "Well, wait, just kill the guy." Like she doesn't do that. She's like, "Look, I, I'm going to have a conversation with him and talk with him." And she shows humanity to him even in that moment and says, "Dude, you got to understand." You're actually just crazy. I'm sorry to tell you. Like she, she actually has some pity in her voice when she says it to him. And what I think she's just what in this series of scenes in this episode to me, it seems to show that um, she's she could be a really good leader of the Sedai, I think, um, and I think they need to look at her as a potential leader. The way that she ha- she held herself in a very difficult situation in this
0: episode and also has the the massive set of bronze balls to just. He's not shielded. He can do whatever he wants through whatever power. And she just like walks up to him and is just like, "Hey, like I know you think you know the power dynamic here, but like we need to have a conversation right now." So
2: there's some faith in her own ability, Mm -hmm. um, but she kept a level head. And then I I also think it shows her ability to read the situation. Mm -hmm. She could. She knew that this guy is not just like evil incarnate. He's not just out trying to kill, 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 murder, murder all the time. She knows that. And so that's why she's willing to go up and have a conversation with him. I think she showed a lot of leadership qualities that even though she's a weirdo and she's not sleeping <laughs> with her water, I think some of the some of eyes that I should look at her as a potential leader going forward.
3: Fair enough. Wow. I think all of those are really very good You have
0: to nominate some. I am.
3: I'm going to. Yeah. So I'm going to follow this all up. Finishing the end of the episode with ninety-eight. There you go. Was had... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. She is the raging son of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. We also do though get some really nice parts of her earlier in the episode. You know, like her sitting with the warders around the campfire. Like you see her sort of relax a little bit, mm-hmm. joke with people. Like she she is human. Um, she's not just rage, <laughs> even if she is a raging son. Um, but then also. She actually, I, I really like this actor, or actress, in that she has a lot of emotions that go across her face at so many points through this that I thought it was really neat to see her emotional breath in that way. mm mm-hmm. um, I don't know how I'm going to pick Tavern of the Week. In fact, in my notes, I had as a two-parter. So for the first part, I was going to go with Loghain, and for the second part, I was going to go with Nynaeve, but...
0: Gotta pick one. Gotta pick one.
3: <laughs> mm.
0: But well, we have the dragon's fang on one side. Gonna hold you to it. No, so, I'm gonna
3: go. I think I'm gonna go with the dark horse. Actually, I think Alana really did great. <laughs> wow, look at that. Represent right. the third way here. Episode
4: like, of the week. Episode of
1: the week. That we're, is.
3: We're running. We're running.
1: That is. That is very gracious. I'm not sure okay. if it's warranted.
3: No, but she's such a fun. She was an unexpected.
1: She was really cool. Really. Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. And she's just a side character, really.
1: But she was really well fleshed out. Part of the reason that I, I felt sort of comfortable picking her is that she is sort of really fleshed out interestingly in right. yeah. and, and dynamically and, and in a multifaceted way. So I thought they did a great right. job with her. And she
0: makes the Ace of Die more interesting. Yes. Just yes. being who she is, mm-hmm. she fills out so much of who the Ace of Die are with very little screen time and mm-hmm. very little in her. And yet, we see
2: the intellect of Moraine because she says, if we're going to have a war, (laughs) it's good to have you on our side. And what do we see later? She actually stops an army. Yep. So, absolutely. leadership qualities from Moraine. Absolutely.
0: All right. So, uh, Gleeman's Corner? Gleeman's Corner. We're going to do quotes and conversations. Woo! Um, Great quotes Who's up first this time? Um, I can go first. Um, I will go with. And uh possibly take somebody else's. Do you know what Aes means in the old tongue? It it means servants of all. It is they who serve the world. And then we get a quick question: what does that make you from Nynaeve? And Lan says proud. And so I, I I just really like that it really fills out like what what who the Aesidai are, who they're supposed to be and then like how, how Ren feels being part of this like greater organization. Um, and and I, I feel like it just gives a lot of depth to, uh, to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie.
3: Uh-huh. I, I think there are a lot of fun ones in this. Um, I don't know that I, I had one that I was like, oh, absolutely, this is it. But I did love Isla's speech about her daughter um, and, you know, the what greater revenge mm-hmm. than, than peace, what greater revenge against death than life. It's just, it's a very soulful moment um, for her. So I like that.
1: I think that's a really good one. I think a lot of this stuff about The Way of the Leaf is, that was probably just cards on the table going to be my first pick as well. Um <laughs> Don't worry i have another one but no, I, I do think that. that we talked in the second part of the last episode about how disappointed we were that like the the idea of the tinkers and the travelers mm-hmm. and their philosophy had not been expanded on we hoped it was happening in this well, episode gotcha. and it did yeah, yeah. so th- i thought that was great um do you want to go with your
2: i will i'll go with mine um it's uh moraine talking to Logain and showing showing such humanity but also like you called it like bronze balls of steel. I don't know what you call it. The guts. Real serious, yeah. like faith in her ability and willing to put her, put her neck out there and saying the wheel doesn't want anything any more than a river or rain can want something. It's people who want, I want you to know that the voices in your head, those are the whispers of madness. And as strong as you are, your powers are trickle. It's a ping, pinprick of candlelight against the raging sun that will be the dragon reborn. And the raging sun was really important because that obviously landed with Loghain. Yeah. So for mine, I am actually
1: going to go back to the tinkers um, as well, and go to the scene directly before that one because I think um, what was so striking to me, it's it's an, a line from Aguien, who we don't get a lot from this episode yeah, at all, really but minimal. her moment um, talking to um, Aram when you know he's sort of questioning the way of the leaf and and all of the and particularly and this, this the one scene, song, yeah. yeah, when she goes, "Are you sure you haven't already found it?" And what I love about that, I mean, it was a really effective line and a really affecting moment. And especially in this sort of like one moment of real sort of peace and joy that we get, that we don't frequently get in this show. Um, But what I also really liked about it was that it kind of instilled in my head this also with um, Isla's speech later. Those two peaks together for me was uh, something that made me think, oh, this is this is a a process right this is something that you choose not like for me for me her understanding of the one song which i think is really poignant is is not a song like a song out there we're not deep in the lore the one song is something you choose um and that you enact and you live every day mm-hmm. um and i thought that her take on that was um like, much, just much more human than all of these sort of big meta-narratives that we get about the myth and the mythos and the legend. It's just like, no, this is what we do. This is what we do every day. And you get up and you do it again. And when the wheel spits you back out, you get up and you do it again. Right.
3: But I also think the other nice thing, you know, as I was listening to you talk about that, is the nice thing with Egwene's pointing out, like, hey, look around us. Mm -hmm. You know, are you sure you haven't already found it? Mm -hmm. Is it also reminds us and them... Not to take things for granted, yeah. live in the moment, like, yes, strive for something better, but also realize, like, hey, there are good things. Yeah. And they're happening
2: right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to uh, give a runner up and that, that I wanted to mention as a line of the episode, um, because uh, for me, like, there... You know, maybe I'll choose some that are just entertaining. We'll see, you know, how, how that goes. But, you know, fill, really filling out the lore of, of this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, so a runner-up is, what does a crown mean to the Dragon Reborn? And then he follows that up with, there's a place for anybody, anyone at my side, even my enemies. Yep. And that, it's so good and, and like, I like that it fills out so much more of, of like, what the Dragon Reborn is spo- what the dragon is supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's not just, you know, uh, an emperor that, that is above kings. You know, it, it is, in, in, in Logan's words, somebody who is meant to fight the Dark One and and have the following of everybody around him to do so.
3: We bind the world.
0: Yes. Um, but it is not the line of the episode. It just needed to imagine. <laughs> the line of the episode is, is 100% from Moraine. Um, Lee, you have it this time, um, where, you know, she, she is talking to Loghain that the voices in, in his head are, that it's the madness speaking. And then your power is a trickle. It's a pinpoint of candlelight against the raging sun that will be the dragon reborn. And again, this, this just tells us how powerful the dragon reborn is. It tells us more about the madness and, and it just, Rosamund Pike delivers lines when she has to. Absolutely, yeah, awesome. All right, all right, big win so, for me. Um, we have some theories, and and then my favorite part of the, of this part one, the dragon power rankings.
2: Absolutely, power uh, rankings. yeah. So the the I alluded to this in my recap, but one of the theories I have is that I think that we're gonna get. Weird tension with Moraine and Lan Mm -hmm. because I think Lan is going to get to a romantic relationship with Nynaeve. And I don't know that we have any sort of precedent in this world for like the the warder having like another, like a side piece basically, and then having like the, 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 the main squeeze there that he's not doing anything physical with. And Moraine might get jealous. She also can feel him in a weird way. So I don't know how that connects her to Nynaeve. Like, I just think it's going to introduce a really difficult dynamic in their relationship. Uh, they being Moraine and land. And, um, yeah, I mean, you you have this sort of like the, the, the sexual, will they won't they thing. And maybe there'll be some of that, but like, I think more so what I'm interested in is how will that affect land's ability to be her warder? Um, because, I mean, Moraine is obviously integral to, to finding the dragon, taking the dragon to the, the, the tower, all the stuff that the Aes Sedai have to do in this world. I'm sure they're going to have some battles with the White Cloaks. Like, she's very important. She needs a, a committed, capable warder next to her. Layan has been that so far, but if he gets in a rela- romantic relationship with someone else, I wonder how that's going to bear out. Because, I mean, obviously, Nynaeve feels something for him. That, mm-hmm. that thing that she did, that wasn't because, like, man, I really like chatting with this guy with a water cooler. But <laughs> yeah. That was powerful, right? So she feels something for Lan. So that's that's kind of uh, where, where I think of that. And the next thing, uh, and the final thing I have, is that I will be very, very disappointed if we don't hear any more about what happened to Loghain. Now, maybe it's as simple as, oh, did you hear Loghain? Slit his own throat. Like, okay, that's fine. But yeah. wrap that story up. I don't want to just see him whimpering and crying, and that's the last thing I ever hear from that character. So give me something else, show, and before the end of the season. By the way, I don't want to hear this in season two. I want to know in season <laughs> one what happens to Logan uh, because he was an entire episode. There's at like least six episodes in the season, right? Yeah. He's one. He's one of six.
0: He's pretty yeah. important. Eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, yay. So, <laughs> and and as a character and the actor portraying him are super engaging. Yeah. And yeah. so you know. We know how cool would it maybe. be if
2: like his followers kept following? Him? That'd be pretty yeah. neat. It would be if, very if, strange. If yeah. they were, like If they were like, yeah, he got he, yeah, they they did that to him, but like I still like trust in his leadership and his judgment, and I still like the guy. So yeah, let's go fight. That would be a cool wrinkle, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do they maybe know what, what that means? Could go back yeah. and yeah. be the king. Yeah. yeah, maybe or or maybe it would be kind of neat. If they if they they tug at that they tug at that that thing of like oh well it's an absolute then he can't get back into the into the world mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know maybe not but I, I I want them to round that out so those are my two things cool cool dragon power rankings I thought that we were completely <laughs> ass upside down I thought we were,
0: I thought the whole <laughs> thing was screwed with, up with the title of the episode you thought like you were just gonna know absolutely well okay. I thought
2: I thought Logan was gonna because at, yeah. at the end of, so at the end of the last episode the Dragon Power rankings were very clearly Egwene Matt a little bit lower and then we had uh, Rand Perrin and then at the very very last the floor under the floor we had Loghain that was dumb Loghain should have been (laughs) way fucking higher way fucking higher Um, but the problem is is that I have to do this this ranking at a moment in time, and the moment of time yeah. is the end of the episode. If I had yeah. did the dragon power rankings in the middle of this episode, like Aang might be number one over Iguin. Yeah. But I had to do it at the end. Yeah. And he's been gentled; he can't be the dragon now. He's can't touch the force or whatever. He's still number five. But you have the this
0: theory end. that you know he might yeah. be able to break back out.
2: So he's still on the rankings, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
3: the other thing until he of...
2: dies, he's still there, but he's yeah. number there five now.
3: The other thing that I would posit is. Alana did raise the What if what if mm-hmm. we have inadvertently gentled the Dragon Reborn? That makes him still not like he's still the Dragon Reborn. Maybe. I don't know. He's just that gentle.
2: Yeah. You you gotta think though that like if somebody truly is the dragon reborn, that they're not gonna they're not gonna get theirself in such a, a situation to be gentle. I mean, I I think if he was the dragon reborn, I don't think he would have done some of the things that he did. I don't think he would have shot the damn Axes at everybody like a damn crazy yeah. person. I mean, that was absolutely <laughs> unnecessary. There was some stuff he was doing that I don't think the, the true dragon would do. He's number five still. Perrin, pretty darn close to him, is right there <laughs> at the end. Um, I still have Rand at three. Matt is way higher because Matt is, it seems like against his will, tapping into the one power. It seems like he doesn't even want to, and it's happening to him. So I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I, it's still the same rankings. But it actually okay. really changes because Matt was a distant, distant second to Egwene, and now he is 1B to her 1A. Mm. All right. Okay.
1: All right. That's interesting.
2: All right. That's the Power Dragon Rankings. Dragon Power Rankings, weirdly enough, didn't change, but there is some movement. There's some <laughs>
1: Just movement know there's nuance. Yes. There's nuance, some, there's some nuance <laughs> in how close
0: and, they are. You know, you, you have to address the rankings at the end of the week after everybody's played their games. You can't do it, like, you know, halfway through and... And, and, and just say, oh, they had a really good game. So,
2: yep, he, where we start. he he fought, he lost, and now he rests. Let's look in.
3: All right, then. All right, All right. part one well, out.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. All right, thanks, everybody. I'll see you next week.
3: May you always find water and shade, Lee.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome back to the spoiler filled uh, part two, where we talk about. um, We we have a number of segments um, and we we fit this in with the books. And and so we've read the books and have ulterior motives and knowledge and can actually talk about it now that it won't spoil everything for Lee, even though I do a little bit.
1: It's going to be real spoilery for me because I don't know what the fuck is
0: going on right
3: now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so so the three parts that we have are reading the pattern, where things fit into uh, the, so far, to the bigger book picture, then the weft and the warp, which is how things have diverged from the book and how we feel about that, and then disappointed dark friends when people on the internet complain, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, um, and we'll make decisions about that. But with reading the pattern, um, and I think what I'm going to, lean this a little bit more towards is how the show is setting up things that happen later in the books um and so i was super happy and and sarah this is a bit of a spoiler for you that they've actually done a lot more to set up the relationship between nine and land than in the books, because it happens and it's kind of out of the blue. That is not a spoiler for me. Yeah, it,
1: well, it,
0: what happens yeah, with the relationship exactly. is a little yeah, bit yeah. of a
1: spoiler. Like I don't know where it ends up, but like right. the fact that they are, are incident into incident into right. each other, I, I yeah. certainly know. And She's, it was obnoxious in the yeah, books surprised. that it was like,
0: like Land gives Naive like this ring that he has, and it was just like, and you know, there's some conversations between Moran and Land, like are you, do you have divided loyalties, and and everyone's just like. They barely looked at each other. Like, (laughs) what is going on? Yeah. Um, Looks are
3: tantamount to marriage. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: But they have done a much better job with it in the show because it is obviously clear in the show that there is something
0: going on there. Yeah. Um, I also really like and find it fascinating that Lee has this, Logan is an important character. He needs to come back. and He's
3: going to come back somehow. And
0: that gentling isn't permanent. Which
3: is glorious.
0: Yes. Um, So, so is like is
3: that so?
0: I think because I really don't know.
3: Everybody at this time in the book, in the show, but everybody believes that gentling is permanent, right? And even during the age of legends, they believed that gentling was permanent. Mm -hmm. Naive heals low game. And Oh wow. It's the first time that anybody has reconnected someone's connection to the source. Oh yeah. man. So it, it is it is this beautiful perfect like That's fascinating. Like when said that I was like Oh my yeah. god! You have no idea wow. how close you are. Yeah. That's
1: really cool. Um, yeah.
0: And so it's not quite about power, and it's a no shit moment for like everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when it happens, they're like, "All right, well, what do we do?" Like mm-hmm. all the eyes like, that I
3: are like chickens in a flock. Like mm-hmm. wah, 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 wah. yeah, yeah. And it's also like,
0: nice. do we gentle him again? Like, is that really fair? Like, is that a reasonable thing? Because like right. it's permanent, and like this is something that we think we need to do. Yeah, that's another thing. But like at this point in the story. Like, Rand has already declared himself Dragon Reborn. And right. so it's just like, well, if we're allowing some, like, a man to chattel and be out there, like, can yeah, we, we really keep doing this? Yeah. And so him as a really interesting character coming back.
1: That's that's really interesting. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to ask questions about that yeah. are completely spoilery because I'm just interested. And I'll forget by the time I get to these books anyway, it's fine. I um, will wonder if it happened in a dream. But... So when Nynaeve heals Loghain, mm-hmm. does she also heal his madness, or does he come back
0: no mad? She, she doesn't. Right. Um, and, yes, and, but and it's yes, also I mean,
3: spoilerly. I like. No, hit. I don't nobody, care. Hand, yeah. Nobody can heal this madness either. Like okay. once they have a madness, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be able to be healed, or the, basically all of the strongest heal healers can only sort of provide some sort of like buffer against. The symptoms. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he heals somebody with the madness mm-hmm. that had the ha- madness. Oh, interesting. Okay. I also see that. Yeah. So that's really sort of the spoilers for that is like there are those are major plot points in the books at different points where you get that. Um, the other things that I really liked about this episode and how they're setting things up is that we get a lot of lore about I said eye, I, how they work, how the different Ajahs interact with each other, and that there's this Amerlin seat, and that too I think is really really cool because now we get this sense of a power structure, um, and so it's it sets it up well I think, and we get a lot of information about the Warder bond.
1: And I really like too the way, and the, I mean the books do this as well, but like we don't see the Amerlin seat for a long time yeah, for an so entire like, book yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> right. but. I think they're doing it really well on the show because it's been she's been talked about so much. She has become this almost like
3: power figure,
1: power mythical figure out there, as has the sort of idea of Tarvalon and the White Tower. Like I really like how they're kind of circling around it, circling around it, circling around it, and we're we're gonna get there. And I'm really I'm really jazzed
0: about that. So the other thing, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, which is big spoilers, sort of. Um, which we really get in the books, is a lot more about Lan. Mm. And so what I didn't want to talk about when we were going through the actual scene with between Moraine and Lan is yeah. that um, what we know about Lan's background is he is an uncrowned king of the Malkyrie and basically is this like tragic character where he has lost his homeland and yes. has been pledged to win it back and so for me, that look was like, this is one of the things that like, you're helping me with this. I'm also like going to do my best to throw back the shadow to retake the the, the Seven Towers, that, you know, retake Malkyr. And we also get that reference in Land's Prayer. Yes, And so like that to me was such like a nice book thing that they're like really setting that up and that's really far like into the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also getting a little bit of that bond between Len and Nynaeve and her understanding a little bit more about his past that, again,
3: becomes really important.
0: R- yeah, like becomes really important is like really important to like later in the books and isn't set up as much in the books as it, as it is in the show, which I really, really do appreciate
1: and one thing about, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I knew that was going on with this prayer scene particularly, yeah. but one thing I hadn't thought about when watching the show that um, that strikes me now is that that scene really shows not just, we've talked about the differences between individual Aes and, I and mm-hmm. kind of how that's new for us. We've talked about the differences between individual warders and how that's kind of new for us. Yeah. Um, but the fact that Lan is... Like physically separate, doing something ritual based,
4: mm-hmm.
1: completely away from everyone else at this camp is striking.
4: Mm-hmm. No one yeah. else is
1: doing this. This is a very personal thing. Um, you know, within the show, we don't know what that means yet, but like it, that is more different than the other differences that we're seeing, if that right. makes sense.
3: I also like that, that uh, Nynaeve makes it very purposeful. I mean, she goes and she follows him, which, you know, is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But she makes it very obvious that she's following him. So he notices her coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, she makes no attempt to sneak up on him. Right.
0: Yes. And it's like, I hope I didn't disturb you, which was a nice, like, at Even least though, like, comment. Uh, yeah. Yes. You were disturbing uh-huh. him. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, you absolutely were. <laughs> you are, but, like, you know. Yeah. You know, you're just angry with everybody, so your flirting is going to be real weird.
1: But then that she also takes the step to, once she knows that he's praying, she takes the step to then also pray. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um,
1: I thought was just a, like, nice humanizing moment for Yeah, Like,
0: oh, you do know how to interact with people in the world sometimes. Sometimes. So the other thing that, you know, and we've talked a little bit about this, but now that we've been really introduced to... Land being of a completely different nation i think that it makes the leather headband that he wears like that that difference in costuming a little bit more apparent we did talk about it a little bit in the last episode but Mm -hmm. um so sarah do you want to like you i think you had a little bit that you wanted to say with that
1: Oh not specifically with Lance costume, Yeah, but um, just costuming. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um because I did we did talk about costuming in the last in the last episode. I had my two major issues with the yeah. costuming and <laughs> I have many more smaller issues that I could bring up, but I don't want to I don't want to just sit here and bash on the costuming because I think that they did something really interesting and something that I appreciate in this um in this episode that was critical to the storytelling. Um and Bree, you brought it up on one of our trailer pods, but this is the first time we really get it in full mm-hmm. full view, is that for the Aes Sedai particularly, um, they have, within their colors that they're wearing related to their Ajahs, they have given each of these Aes Sedai like, individual costumes and they're individual yeah. costumes that are evocative of sort of elsewhere mm-hmm. and each has an individual elsewhere as well and this is part of the reason that i liked alana so much in this episode is like her costume was real cool she's so. arafeli yes
0: and she has bells in her hair yes, like they does. do in the books which oh is cool, that is so so cool. Yes. that's
3: yeah that's neat um, um even and, though I just always imagined them to be like two pigtail braids. bells.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think this I think is think like Kirt a much, yeah, this yeah. is a much like more interesting representation. And you also saw like her. I mean, especially going along with her certain character traits that we see in this episode, like she had a much more interesting dress, mm-hmm. a much more uh, kind to her body type dress yes. than Moraine does.
1: No, um, it's like actually like she's clearly dressing for herself as yeah. well right, right. whereas moraine is like clearly wearing things that are serviceable right um and and, so and like in service yes armor yeah armor. um that alana was wearing things that were like very much like oh, they're just shit that makes you feel good in the yes. world
3: like <laughs> she's got some gold chains Yes. Yeah.
1: who yeah. doesn't like gold Cause chains? she likes it yeah and then we also get with these other aes Sedai that we have particularly in the battle scene and the last scene where they all kind of start streaming in to help with that final, um, with the gentling. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a, a red Aes that has a headscarf on. Um, we have a whole bunch of other Aes We, You know, even in, like, Kareni has her own style going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Leandrin has choices that she's she's made (laughs) yeah
0: all things severe
1: so i just i wanted to to highlight that because like while i still am not super in on the costuming as a whole and have issues with it i do think that they are um as i said in the last episode probably within the constraints of their costuming budget yeah um making some thoughtful choices around that and also we saw so little of our like main four That I didn't have to look at those fucking coats for an entire episode. So that was
0: pretty cool. Fair. Um, Fair. And so the last thing um, that I want to say in terms of um, reading the pattern, um, and and you're welcome to to toss another thing in, is that I I hope, and it would be very entertaining to me if this was a conscious choice, that Moraine being very internal is of her heritage. So the mm. Karhinen are mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, very, like, flat exterior, and not give a lot away, you know, and that plays into how they do their politics. But um, as we mentioned, the truth that she told that she is from a fallen house is 100% true. She is noble, and the Karhinen and especially the nobility are known for... For this quality,
4: mm, yeah.
0: okay, um, and so I like that. Not only do we get that in her acting, but we also get a reference to that from Karini and a couple of other people who Alana seems to be friendly with her, and I think that's reasonable to say that they're they're friends. But like understands that this is a part of her, um, and and I do appreciate that. Yeah. So, did you want another? Uh...
3: I would. I just wanted to mention also. I love the the book tidbit that we get with. Birgitta showing up? Yes. Mm. Have you, Sarah, have you no, met no, no. Birgitta? Mm-mm. Okay. Oh. No. So, so she comes up later in the books, um, and she is fantastic. She's a hero of the horn, um, which means that she gets spun out, you know, every time Yeah. They're, 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 she even, gets called she's, she's by called the horn of Vyta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, so she, she ends up with um, Nynaeve and Elaine when they're doing some the travels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but anyway, so she's a super badass hero that has a silver bow mm. with her—that's sort of her classic thing—and then she has her hair in a braid. So I love that the doll had braids, yeah, um, and, and that she, she always, always wanted to see, see the world, the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that she protects when everyone's yeah. asleep, which is really
0: which is cool. such an, an even like an even yeah. cooler thing because we find out that the heroes of the Horn exist in the dream world. Oh, interesting. When not, okay,
3: when they're not in the physical world, when mm-hmm. they're not in a body, mm-hmm. um, they exist in in teller right. How yeah,
0: how yeah. are they going to say that? Okay, in the cool. dream world, and yes. so so like those things together were just like a really cool, at least book nod. Maybe not. Yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. But on to uh, the weft and, and the warp of the weave um, changes from the books and how we feel about them. Uh, I well. Lee hit on a big one. Stephen doesn't exist. Yes. Uh, neither does Karini, as I remember. I think uh, she
3: might be briefly mentioned in his Yeah. Spring.
0: But like n- not not a major th- not mm-hmm. a major character like um, like this whole inner like how Logan is interacting with everybody is completely different. Um also, Tom Marilyn, Like we do, get the fade scene, which is similar, but like everything else is very different. The the, the, the right. are, are like a completely different family. Mm-hmm. Um, Elsie, the daughter
3: that makes eyes. Yeah, Rand that that makes She's eyes. Oh, that's at right. Ranch. I do yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, And I can
0: do without that in the show. Yeah. Thank you. But, <laughs> and she shows up later in in the books as sure uh, and plays somewhat of a role. So like they're they're diverging a lot here perfectly fine with the Grinwills being different. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think it was interesting to have Cranian Steppen be there. I mean, I think that it's useful in terms of like showing things in the book that we wouldn't be able to have otherwise, like how warders react to when their Sedai die. die mm-hmm. Um, that Sedai like do get tired, things like that. Yeah. Um, I
3: And I think we're gonna get a little bit more out of that yeah. based on the trailers um, i think we'll get them a little more run out of Steppen.
1: yeah and so and and he is a good character in the show yeah, too yeah. like i think he does does a lot in that like you were saying vj yeah. 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 narratively they do a good job but you know the actor was good it, i think i thought it was a good addition
0: so one of the things that i i'm not as much in love with um is really sort of leaning into the we have to like give some points to everybody else being the dragon reborn and like mm-hmm. really making mm-hmm. this map thing be like well is that the corruption on Satan that, mm-hmm. that's happening rather than like everybody's gonna be like wait a minute that that was you know Masha Dar, Why? which we yeah. don't even yeah. like really yeah. get anything from from shader logoth yeah and it doesn't look the same it doesn't act the same which is kind of okay but like then that twist is going to I feel like that twist is going to like pull the rug out from some people. Yeah, and I think that there's no real reason to be leaning into it looking the same. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do think that that's going to get, I do think that that's going mm-hmm. to that get confusing. And if they're when they when they make that reveal, I hope that they have done some more. Uh, well, yes, yeah. Yeah, the, our our very right our now. eternal. Struggle because he is he is a real nothing of a character right. in this and, show. Like
3: and even this this episode, oh. I feel like we got some stuff from him, but it was literally like he's honest and he he tries to go talk to people. It's the least yeah. interesting like, stuff. Right. Okay, dude, characterization you can that's do. It's yeah yeah that's just you being a farm boy. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. Yes. else. yeah um, yeah. Although I will say there was a cool little hot second flash when um, they're mucking out the stable. And all the dust is floating in the air, and you get a, a shot of Rand, mm-hmm. and it highlights his red hair. Oh, like interesting! Red hair, red hair, mm-hmm. red hair, and mm-hmm. we just you know, last just got that. So I think it's, it's with there. the Aiel, Is that yeah. right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay.
3: It's there.
0: Um, so yeah, it's
1: there in the yeah. in their in the trappings around him. Right.
0: It is not there in, in the character right. himself. And and so like I think. One of my frustrations is like, I, you know, pre- he's going to come up eventually, but he's not really on the radar, which I think is a problem. And I think that that they're going to suffer with not differentiating everybody who's still important. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're taking so much time for everybody to start finding their thing. And, and admittedly, it doesn't really happen well in book one, except for, and I don't know if we'll actually see him, and we've been talking a lot uh, Bri and I have been talking a lot with whether we're going to see Elias uh, Machero Machero mm-hmm. because it's in the, this tinker scene that we get him and we get all of Perrin's wolf things yeah. so you know we still have time with the tinkers that it could happen but I think it's super unlikely because of sort of what's what we know is left to happen from the trailers in season one mm-hmm. so I I think some of the changes I really really like I think there are a lot of uh, character interactions like Len and Nynaeve mm-hmm. that fell really flat in the books. I, I think Robert Jordan didn't he ever did write, write romance. romance, romance. Well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not uncommon in fantasy. Sure. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I don't know. He's definitely not the worst. Um, but mm, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. And I think the show is picking a lot, up a lot of that yeah.
1: stock. And I will say that I am now at the point in the show, so we're halfway through the show this season of the show Mm -hmm. four episodes in now at this point i'm gonna go back and rewatch the trailers because i kind of know what is like obviously i know what has happened um but you know one of the things i was really struggling with in the trailers was that i didn't know going into because i didn't know research about what was going on with the show or anything like that i didn't know who was what character what would and so i was like what am i even watching here Um, so just now, I think is the right time to go back and watch the trailers and be like, okay, this has happened. Right. This is what we have left
0: and to true? do. And and even like, Bri and I both did like a much deeper dive um, into the trailer and everything else. And I thought that Steppen was Tom Marilyn. and like I just
3: oh, I never thought that. Interesting. Oh, interesting. like not uh-huh. on
0: purpose, but like I thought yeah. he was the one that was explaining about who the Ace of Die are because mm-hmm. we got this quote like uh, that. Do you know what uh, the AsaDai? Means in the old tongue, oh, yeah, and and I thought that was Tom Maryland because Tom Maryland is the one that explains all this stuff mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the well, I was about to say the edmund Field <laughs> Five, but the two rivers. Yes, <laughs> um, another change which I again I don't disagree with. It it's it's fine. Yeah.
3: So I do have one other thing is about the three O's and Leander saying. If Logan was to break free, the three O's would allow us to gentle him, mm-hmm. and I don't think that rings quite true in the books that I remember. In that, I think the three O's uh, gentling is not seen as an act of of killing, of killing of or, violence or, or of violence, uh-huh. and so I think I think it's fine in the books. Yeah, to they gentle didn't... even if he's mm-hmm. yeah. shielded. I've,
0: yeah. And so I, I think this might be like a, a situation where she's like told the Amaranth or the Amaranth told her like, you can't do this. And she said, yes. Okay. And yeah. that's like, what I think it might more, be a like, lie like, thing as opposed to, Like a little bit more like, to, yeah. convoluted, mm-hmm. but you know.
3: I'm also not sure. Sorry. I don't know if you know this yet, but she's yeah. black in yeah. the books. Mm-hmm. I think you got to that part. I'm that yes. I'm not so sure that this Leandrin would get is black. Yes. Or at
1: least not. I'm black. not, I'm not sure either. I think that she's sort of pissy. Yeah, But I don't think think that, yeah, but I don't 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 think that's, I don't, I I don't have that impression. I have
0: not, I don't think we have gotten. We've got, I don't think we've gotten to a part where it matters. That's probably fair too. And so, you know, there's some theories that people have that she's not black yet, but that will happen. Mm -hmm. um, Which I think is an interesting way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other side is like, she could definitely be black now. And that's why she can like lead people to gentle these men against the wishes of the and seat if like the other Reds with her don't know or Mm -hmm. whatever else. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see what what that ends up. Yeah.
3: I also, I honestly don't remember how uh, Aram... Yeah, leaves own, in yeah. the books.
0: It, it happens way later.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. But they're sort of setting it up that I wonder if he will leave
0: with... Earlier. With, it feels early, like... like Gwyneth Gwyneth it, it feels yeah, better, like yeah. he's going to.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I hope so, because like I want to spend more time with that actor. I think yeah. he's great. Um, they've done a
0: really great job with the character um, and yes. all of that. So he leaves later when there's a massive trollic attack, I think, on yeah. on the, uh, the Tinkers. And... They don't do anything. Well, mm-hmm. There's definitely yeah, a massive really attack. Unhappy. I think yeah. it was Trollocs, but I'm not super sure about that. And he gets super unhappy about that, and like goes the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit uh, Okay. Yeah, he 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 gets uh, he gets real serious about his sword. <laughs>
3: um, what Isla thought about doing?
0: Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: he took he t- he took the opposite yeah. choice. Yeah. Although I did
3: like that little call, you know, picking up the spear. Yeah, and that's the like divergence, you know, very very early after the breaking, you know, between the Aiel and the Toothon, <laughs> <is> that <laughs> the Aiel picked up the spear. Mm,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and so the way is, again, this is spoilers, um, but the, the way of the leaf is uh, something that the Aiel practiced. Before the breaking. And so them veiling themselves. Like has to do with that. And like the one songs. Like comes from that. So there is okay. an actual one song. It's a little. Mm, kumbaya-ish and a little weird. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting things. That, that come up up about it. That they may do. Um So so yeah it was, it was a cool callback. Shall we go into Disappointed Dark Friends. I think we have yeah. a little bit. That's separate this time. Yeah
1: I wanted to. I've been trying to like. The internet is the internet. So I've been trying to tease out what will be a productive conversation for us to have instead of what are just complaints on the internet. Although I think from my very limited understanding, there has been a a renewed rally around the show in a lot of corners Mm -hmm. of the internet too, which is gratifying to see. But we talked about it at the very end of of part one for this episode um, of what exactly is going on with... Naive the scene, scene with Nynaeve yeah. and Loghain. and that was one thing I kept seeing on the internet where it was just the questions of like, "Can somebody please explain to me what yeah. is happening here?" Yeah. Which was so interesting to me because, as we talked about, um, you know, I I did not have in my head at all that men couldn't see women's weavings that that yeah. would even be an issue. I hadn't put together that her magic her power yeah, looked different Lynn yeah. yeah. or that it looked different than the weavings that we had seen either. I thought it was just a supercharged version of it. Yeah. So I started reading these questions about like, what the hell happened here? And I was like, are you all idiots? <laughs> like, <Right. what>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it might be a little more complicated than I was anticipating in that moment. There, I mean, but again, I think that they're streamlining stuff and, and, you know, again, this might've been, really hard to portray and you know as you mentioned it's just like you know then you'd have to like have somebody with a point of view that they can't see and it's just like then it's harder to understand and like not anywhere near as important and so and you'd
1: also then have to have another scene of somebody going back afterwards to explain what had exactly. happened so that right. we as the viewers were cued in on why I couldn't step and see the right the and it's just interminable yeah. like yeah. then yeah. we start getting into the territory that we keep we keep talking about of, like, how much is too much for... Right. Show, don't tell. And yeah. they've
3: done a very, very good job of skirting that, right? Like, they've they've done some lore dumps, but for the most part, they're trying really, really hard to make this mm-hmm. engage, engaging, watchable show for the non-reader that then gives them enough information that they stay happy and excited about the show. Yes.
0: So... Um, I need to draw a dragon's fang on uh, the door of somebody because I apparently live with a disappointed dark friend who was hilariously angry about Moraine having a puppy because oh, yeah. dogs <laughs> don't <laughs> like a, soda, a female a sedai, cats do, and that, that there was this huge change that it wasn't a cat that, that liked her, It was that, that she liked, it was a dog, was... Unimaginable. Bree, do you have anything to add to this explanation I, of I your have disappointment?
3: Very little defense here other than I think it would have been better if it was a cat, just <laughs> because that is the lore. However, BJ did bring up a very good point. He was like, Well, that's kind of echoing the, you know, cat, women, dog, man. Yeah, it of. does become and a like, little you don't bit of a yeah to have yeah. That in this. Like it's it's a not maybe a great way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, I did think you could maybe make like a, a very loose collaring of how this might track is that Alana is thinking about you don't as I said I you don't necessarily own the dogs but they might be yours in mm. some way mm-hmm. and I, I wonder like much much later she bonds Rand against his will and so I think she's thinking about leashing as a as a as an act like being able to contain the dog a interesting okay but i was just like that's probably completely like throwing <laughs> crap against the wall yeah yeah
0: and so what i what i will say is that having dogs react badly to uh female to would also get in the way of how they're having animals react i assume to the madness mm-hmm. and the corruption and so like the the horse that didn't like Matt but we think that's for other reasons but like that being a general thing I think that then it'd be hard to be like all right well dogs don't like female Aes to die and cats don't like male eyes to die but like everybody is a little like un- uncomfortable about the corruption it like it just it builds too much and I think this was a good way of being like their issues with the corruption and animals can sense that mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah that makes sense um, that is, I didn't know that that was a thing that is interesting though. I kind of like, You're I really like
0: a dark friend that really
3: likes cats. And so she heals all the cats in the city kind of deal. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cat ladies. They,
4: they are
3: crazy. Brooklyn sure. Yeah, sure.
0: Marilyn. Mar- I don't remember. Anyway. So, so like, it's a big thing, um, with the whole cat. Yeah.
3: But it's completely just fluff. Right.
0: Like, yeah. a it's One like, bonding it, moment right. between. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, cool. Do we have other things we want to talk about here? Um, I have one small foreshadowing that I'm super excited about. Let's do which it. Which is in the, the dream with, um, when Rand is walking up and he oh, yeah. sees, mm-hmm. uh, Matt, or sorry, Perrin, Perrin just bailing yeah. away at, at his presumably dead wife. Uh-huh. Um, you have Matt with a bloody hand. Yes. And he ultimately is leading the band of the Red Hand.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, that's be really that cool. What, be
3: what it is.
0: That's yeah. really cool. Um, so that's it. Oh, yeah. That, so that is cool. So a lot of people on the <laughs> internet... going to go to
3: something else?
0: Well, a lot of people in the internet think that's a tinker, not his wife. Um, and there are a whole other... like, And so his interaction with Aram, that later... like he Aram basically, not quite a warder, but basically takes up arms to that extent. Mm. and like,
3: like much later. Gloms mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, to, to mm-hmm, Perrin. Mm-hmm.
0: And so... like him like forging like a a tinker into like that position. Mm. And, and, and like there're other things like that. But Interesting. Who knows we'll we'll have to uh, see and find out. But yeah, the bend of the red right hand thing is is I like that. that that's the thing. And it's it's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, yes, uh, yet again. And I'm really looking forward to next episode because I don't know <laughs> where well, the they're heck's going. happen? Uh, and Now
1: we're in like mysterious territory, yeah.
0: really. But I mean, uh, like, I, th- I think that there are a lot of things that they're gonna hit. Um, and so, like, again, they are really following, I think, the intent of the story. Which yes, I do like, sincerely appreciate that. that is what they're doing where like they do like take some characters together and split some characters apart or whatever you know it's fine but generally it's a lot of fun the spirit is there um so the next episode is blood calls blood and you know we've been trying to figure out what that is um but we don't really know so excited to find out Yeah. yeah